Bell Tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your one-stop shop for mental calisthenics. Welcome to the Break the Bell Podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. Bill. Good to see you. It's good to see you too. It's been a couple days. It has. Yeah. It's been a long, long day. A long couple days. Long weekend. Then uh, you're no longer with us. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bill moved on to bigger and better things. Not uh, in regards to this no, no, podcast. No, no, no. Because I'm here. You're here. Thank God. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> you're not here anymore. <laughs> Where am yes. I? Our, our mutual day job. I, yes. I have left after 17 years. Yes. So. How's it feel? Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yes. Yeah. I've been this longest I've been at one job. Yeah. Collectively, I think this year because before that it was the military, which was five sure. years, and I'm like five and a quarter now. So yeah. I think if I were to walk out, it'd be the same feeling. But yeah. 17 years, holy shit! I I, I can't even imagine being at one job for 17. Yeah. Well, years. you know, I don't think it meant to stay that long. But then, like, I was in school and I wanted to just finish school, so I stayed through school. And then I thought I was going to buy the business, mm-hmm. so I wanted to stay through that. But then when that fell through, then it's like, okay, well, let's let's see what else is out there. Yeah, I don't think anybody means to stay at their job anymore for that right. long. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like in our, our parents' days where um, you have a pension that you're working for, so you stay right. at the same job. Right. I mean, yeah. does even anybody even know what a pension is anymore right. unless yeah, you're a exactly. government employee? Yeah. Um, so y- you don't have to stay at that job to get those same – like you can roll over your yes. your – freaking stock market benefits to another company so i think it's i i don't know too many people that look at a job and like i'm i'm a lifer here right yeah right good thing bad thing i don't know i think it's always good to be like improving yourself and i think if a job provides you with those opportunities Mm -hmm. then that's great but if they don't provide you with those opportunities like if you get to a spot where you're stopped and stuck especially younger it's time to move on don't wait till you're like 55, right. 60. Because then you like, get all bitter and resentful yeah, and, and then entitled. You hate, and you hate your job and right. you can't do anything else. So yeah. um, it's good to have you here, though. All yeah, that to say, it's, be been a, it's been a couple days. Yeah, it's longer than it typically is, <laughs> right? So uh, how, how's everybody doing out there? If you're unaware, um, if you're listening in podcast land on a podcast platform or listening somewhere in the future, we do this live. Every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, we stream live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So pick your poison. Come join the fun. Come join in the comments. Uh, the comments are always open. We we try to uh, st- like pay attention to them and and, and interact with you as yes. best as we can. We, we like a lot of interaction. We do like interaction. We do kind of get to talking a lot ourselves, so sometimes we might miss your comment. That is not us ignoring you. That's just... 
we we we're just in the like, thick of it. We're, sometimes we're in the talking business. Yeah. So yeah. so sometimes we gotta yeah. pull ourselves away and focus on you people because we love you people. We love uh, the interaction. We love uh, the live atmosphere. Being able to interact yes. back and forth with people, having comments on the the ridiculous conversations that we're having. So call us out for our bullshit. Agree with us, disagree. We don't care. We will we will engage you in some way, shape, or form. We might yes. make fun of you because <laughs> we make fun of ourselves. Why uh, wouldn't often. we make fun of you? Yes. We don't discriminate. We are assholes yes. to everybody. Absolutely. So just throwing that out there. The comment section is open. Participate. Drop your name. Drop whatever your <laughs> moniker, whatever Agree, you're going disagree, by. Disagree. You know, yeah. just 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 talk to us. Say hi. Yeah. Just say something. We help, just want help. you to do anything. Help us help you. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and as we may have alluded to there, we are live currently, right yes. now. Right now. Right now, yes. Um, so we got a fun show, I think. Um, yeah. We're not, we're, I haven't even looked into the Russia-Ukraine stuff for no. probably a week and a yeah. half because I got Feels so... Feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, I've been so burnt out on it that I'm just like... I'm not even going to click on that. I, I don't care. Unless yeah. something like major popped up in the headlines like, yeah. oh, uh, Putin dropped a nuke on his own people, then then obviously yeah. I'd look into it. But right now I, I'm just stepping away from it, and we're talking about other things. Yeah. And the other the other topic for this week is Elon Musk. Yes, and it, it's kind of, it's really escalated, hasn't it? To... it it's gone <laughs> just like ridiculous. It's gone yes. from Elon Musk bought a bunch of shares. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's yeah. interesting, right. too. Oh, Elon Musk is a threat to democracy as we know <laughs> yes. it. And it's just like... Whoa! <laughs> yeah, Whoa. Wait, what? Slow down! <laughs> Isn't that S- capitalism? <laughs> let's let's put the brakes on this for a few seconds and let let's look this over. And that's what yeah. we're here to do tonight: yes. is look it over, see what's going on. Is Elon Musk really the threat to capitalism, the threat to democracy, as they are claiming, or is it like you said? Is this just classic case of American capitalism? Yeah. Right. We're going to take a look, and we're going to maybe take a look at some other potential threats to democracy as we yes. know it, because lots of things always tie together. And we they like do. we like to tie the like do, do the string diagram that you yes. see on the we, we like the uh, the secret um, uh, organizations, yeah, the that <laughs> government agencies, rule or, the world, or corporate agencies, yes. yeah, that are yes. so hell bent on on controlling the world. Yes, Joseph says something. Wow, thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> I, we did tell him to say something. We did say something. Joseph literally took us at our word and said something. Yes. That is a man that knows the assignment and follows yes. the assignment to well, and, detail. And, and I like when people take opportunistic humor. Yes. <laughs> Opportunity to call us to be sarcastic assholes back to yes. us, because that's what we are. Yes. Joseph, I know you, so I can I can call you sarcastic asshole. Even if I didn't know you, I'd probably, yeah. probably do the same thing. So... Yeah. so like I was saying, we're going to talk about Elon Musk here in just a couple of minutes. Before we do, obviously, we got to mention our beautiful, delicious coffee fix of freedom. Mm-hmm. That is Run Your Mouth Coffee because they're delicious. Yes. They support freedom. They support free speech. You know, the, the main reason Elon Musk said I should buy Twitter is, you know, there's this thing called free speech. I kind of like that. So maybe I'm going to buy Twitter to to. Protect that yeah, right that to free speech. And I feel like Run Your Mouth Coffee somewhat would support that yeah. decision. Whether or not they support Elon Musk, I yes. feel like they dispo- well, support that reason at least. Because Twitter 
in the past ha- has not yes. typically supported <laughs> Very much that. So, especially so. in the last couple of years. Yes. So, uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee knows that, and that's why they started their co- their coffee company um, on the premise that they support free speech. They support you to be able to post whatever bullshit you want on Twitter and not have the overlords mm-hmm. censoring you to quote unquote protect democracy, because mm-hmm. we all know that does the exact opposite. And Run Your Mouth Coffee agrees with that. Uh, Order Run Your Mouth Coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using that promo code. Once again, break the bell, and you'll get 10% off your purchase, plus free shipping, just by telling them that we sent you. It's our gift to you. Merry Christmas. Uh, Fresh roasted coffee delivered straight to your door. There's nothing more American than that. No. That and free speech and yes. and running your mouth. Yes. That's, that's about it. Basically, yeah. Yes. So so go to RYM Coffee. That's all. Drink coffee. Support free speech. You don't even have to know what you're talking about. We no. don't. No. <laughs> we, yeah. we just talk until... Yeah. And, and run the mouth coffee. They, they're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. We, we have no idea what we're talking about. We just talk. Yes. And people are like, wow, you make really good points. And we're like, really? <laughs> Glad somebody Can does. you write that down for me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I said half the time. Uh, there has been so many times that you'll bring up something that we just talked about last week, and I've talked about this. Oh, like yeah. my brain will like fill up on so much that it's got to dump something yeah, out to right. to fit this week's topic. So you'll bring up like an or- major organization that we just talked about, and be like, "What? Which one was that again?" And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "We just talked about it last week." Oh, 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 that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We're just here. We're we, just here. We to need talk. to have some like a like um what is it like a court stenographer? You know, to sit here and like write down everything we say to yes. and read it back to us. Yes. Okay. Read that back. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Don't remember saying that at all. <laughs> so we're gonna get into the show. We are gonna talk about Elon Musk. We're gonna talk about the uh, what did they call it the the takeover the I can't <sighs> remember the exact term they gave her. <sighs> Bill's gonna have a sneezing fit. The um, I I can't remember the term they get, but the, it's like a forced takeover, basically. Yeah, hostile takeover. Hostile takeover. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. We're going to talk about hostile takeover Twitter because I, I called that a couple like right when he bought it. I was like, and then when they wouldn't let him on the board, or when they wanted him on the board and he didn't want to go, I'm like, he's going to do a hostile takeover. Yes, and now we're talking hostile takeover. I mean, he's got the SEC like trying to regulate yeah. this. He's got all these like. Uh, people calling him basically Hitler. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got a lot to talk about. Yes. So we're gonna get right into that. Make sure you check us out all over the social medias, specifically Twitter, because we're talking about Twitter and Elon Musk. Yes. And Elon, if you are listening, drop a line in the <laughs> comments section because I did tag him in the did you <laughs> in really the video? Very nice. Um, check us out all over social media at Break the Bell Pod. Like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. You ready to do this? Let's do it. We'll be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. 
Again, we're back. Couldn't get lucky enough to get rid of us that quickly. No, no, it wasn't long enough for someone to run. <laughs> uh, they may have ran. They might have. I don't know. That's but true. That's true. but we're still here. That's all that matters, I that's guess. True. We don't run. We don't. We can't run. Typically, we'd knock over a lot of shit. We if would. I tried. Yes. So, Elon Musk. Yeah. Tell me what you, uh, your opinion is of the man as a man, as a person, as a business person. Uh, an engineer, whatever, yeah. whatever you know about him. What is your opinion of Elon Musk? Um, I, politically, I'm not sure. Um, you I, know, think I, I think anybody in that position, I, I'm naturally weary of. Right. You know? And I, 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 he doesn't take a super hard political no. stance, though. But, but I like that also. Yeah. You know. Um, but I, you know, I think he's very shrewd. Um, I, I think he's somebody who. Um, he likes to troll the overlords. Yes. Quite a bit. And Social think, media genius, you think? No, no. I think he's great at social he's media. He's great, but I wouldn't say genius. Social media trolling I, genius, I yes, think. Yes, yeah, think. yeah. I, I think I'd go he, with that. He ruffles all the right feathers. Yes. And everything he says, even if I disagree with him, I'm like, oh, he got him. Yeah. He got him there, and he doesn't give a fuck. He's yeah. Elon Musk. He doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, yeah. Well, what's funny is that, uh, you know, a lot of people talk very highly of them, of him, until... He gets on their bad side. Yeah. Well, which we've seen in the last couple weeks. Yeah, well, you saw that with Donald Trump, too. Yeah, right. Oh, I mean, yeah. Anybody with that kind He's of money. He's alone. Yeah, you, wanna, <laughs> you want them on your good side, yeah. but as soon as they... Well, would you say are, Elon Musk is a modern-day Donald Trump? I think he's like Donald Trump if he was a lot smarter. Yeah. And more, like, articulate. He's yeah. a more articulate, intelligent Donald Trump, maybe. I don't yeah. even know if I put him... I, I have a lot more respect for him well, than I do Well, I do, Donald too, Trump. but there was a time everybody else did for Donald Trump. Yeah, also. that's true, and he was very articulate yeah. back in the 80s. Yeah, everybody thought he was very articulate, and he was a, a business genius back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, that's And true. then all of a sudden, it switched, right? Yeah. Well, the script's going to flip on Elon Musk, and he's going to be a moron after that. Right? Well, that's, it's because yeah. he smoked too much weed on Joe Rogan. Right, that's yeah. why. Yeah. I mean, he was smart, and then he smoked that joint... Yeah. Or whatever is whatever the kids call it these days. <laughs> right. And wacky kids. What's that? Wacky kids. <laughs> yes. Smoked the wacky tobacco, and now he killed his brain cells, and yeah. now he's making these right. brash yeah. decisions. Like yeah. because it's now they're even coming out and saying he's like a white supremacist. <laughs> oh, of course, because <laughs> right? he because he's white. A and B. He's going against the narrative. Well, that and, and he's from South America or South Africa. Yeah, and so. they're like, so he's you know the history of racism there. So uh, there's history of racism literally Everywhere. in any country, uh, no, right? anywhere. Yeah, in history, there's some sort of racism. So I'm gonna kill the music, even though I love listening to it, but it's very distracting. Yeah, um, we're gonna get right into this. Let's let's do a little recap. My my take is I I. Always kind of like the guy. I don't know a ton about him except for like what he's done business wise. I mean, the guy did. The guy founded PayPal for no. He was part. He was on the board there, right? No, he he helped found yeah, PayPal, right? And then he was like their CEO, and then yeah. they fired him while yeah. he's on vacation, and That's then they up. sold to eBay for like hundreds of millions of dollars, and yeah. he got he got rich before that because he had some other. Uh, he did something where it was kind of like. Yeah, there's a website that he was... Yeah, it was like travel for big cities, yeah. like travel guide for big cities. Yeah. And he would sold it, or he would like 
do publications in like uh, New York Times and right. big big uh, newspapers like that, and then he sold that for mm-hmm. tens of millions of dollars. Took about three quarters of that, and then started PayPal. Yeah. The guy is smart with his money because oh, most yeah. people like hit big once. They strike big once. They right. sell it, and if if somebody offers to buy it, they sell it off. Great, they make their big yeah. payout, and they're done. But not Elon Musk. He takes his big payout, takes a few million for himself, and then he starts his next big venture, which was PayPal, which ultimately became PayPal. It was something Mm. else to start with. Then it became PayPal. And then he, he, they sold to eBay. He made a bunch of millions more dollars. And then he started, I think he started SpaceX even before he started uh, Tesla. Okay. I think he was working on some, something with Mars. In like early two thousands or something, and it yeah. didn't really blow up until um, the last ten years. Hmm. But I mean, he's just constantly the next idea. Let's yeah. throw millions at this. The next yeah. idea. I don't think Twitter is like, oh, I have this genius plan. I no. think it's more of kind of Donald Trump's idea with I'm going to run for president right. because I feel like something needs to change. Yeah. At least what Donald Trump portrayed his right. reasoning right. for. I think Elon Musk was like, this thing sucks. I'm going to start my own. And then he's right. like, wait, I have billions of dollars. What if I just buy Twitter? Right. And so yeah. I, I, I don't even think he wants Twitter. I yeah. think he feels he needs to right. buy Twitter. Like he's leveling the playing field. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not that's that's narcissism on his part, I I don't no, know. Well, no, because he um, he's somebody who has kind of gone head to head with like Google, with yeah. um, like AI and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean. His reasoning for wanting to to you know get AI is well, he feels like, I guess that he would do it smarter than what Google would. He do. would keep them from destroying right. us. Right? Yes, yes, yes. He would take. He would. He would help the human race survive. Yes. <laughs> and so he's kind of like gone on record, like just saying, "Look, AI is a bad idea. Right. But if it's going to be done, we're going to do it the right way." Yeah. And so, but but like I, I'd have to say Donald Trump. His narcissism is what made him think yes. that he could save the country. That's yes. what I was saying. Yeah. Whether or not there's some narcissism thinking you can save Twitter, probably a little. I, I, I think if in that position in your life, you got to have a little narcissism, mm-hmm. right? It's like it any good far. quarterback is is cocky, mm-hmm. right? You got to have a little bit of that gunslinger attitude, and right. I think it's the same thing with with Elon Musk. He's got a little. I just think he he's not as insufferable as Donald Trump yes. right now. Yes, I can tolerate when his videos pop up on yeah. on Facebook and stuff. I can't tolerate Donald Trump at no. all anymore. Um, so just a little recap on a couple weeks ago. We talked about this, I think, in a yeah. weekend wrap-up. Uh, Elon Musk becoming the biggest Twitter shareholder. Yes. This is where this started. Yeah. Because it started with... Um, well, then he, he put, we talked about he put out those tweets that were like, um, do you agree that... Well, he's like... Freedom of speech is like the yeah. most important thing, well, and, and he came out very vocally against the uh, censoring of Babylon B, mm-hmm. and with Twitter, and that, yeah, that's, so that's when I, I, I would say off. that's kind of where he kind of got this bug up his butt. Mm-hmm. How do you censor a satire page? <laughs> right, I know, right? It's yeah, nobody's ever thought yeah. Babylon B was anything more than what it actually was yeah. was just pure satire. Yes, it was borderlining, getting really hard to tell what was satire right. and real in today's yeah. world. But everybody knew. No, Babylon B was never coming at it as, "Hey, this yeah. is the truth." And, and anybody who saw Babylon B would be like, "Oh, ha, this yeah, is gonna be funny." That's funny. It's Babylon B. Yes. Uh, so I got this Times article. I I'm not sure if this is the exact one we read last time, but I just wanted to kind of recap on the whole him becoming the Twitter shareholder. Okay. 
It says Elon Musk has taken a 9.2% stake, this was two weeks ago, in Twitter, <laughs> excuse me, to become the platform's biggest shareholder a week after hinting he might shake up the social media industry. Twitter shares surged about 26% in the pre-market trading after the regulatory filing released Monday detailing Musk buying the holding. The stake is worth about $2.89 billion based on Friday's market close. So he spent close to $3 billion to buy up to nine over 9%, becoming, at the time, Twitter's biggest shareholder. Right. So everybody's like, oh, he has controlling interest over Twitter. And then Twitter, like you said earlier, even offered him a spot on the board. But what I didn't realize back then was they offered it with a contingency of, we'll offer you a spot on the board, but you can't buy more stock. Uh, Yeah, right, right. So I have a feeling maybe that's why he turned it down. Yeah, which I don't blame him. There was a lot of like, oh, that'd be, I I like to talk shit about you on your own page, so it would not be a good idea for me to sit on the board because you would have that kind of control over my Twitter post. I thought maybe it was along that, but then I read that, well, they, they... told him he can't buy more right. and he's like nah, i'm not gonna do and, it and i th- that's kind of what i had thought was that they had put they wanted him on there because if he's on the board they can control him mm-hmm. and that's why he like didn't want to have any part of that elon musk don't want to be controlled nah he's a rebel says twit um says musk 50 pulled more than 80 million followers on twitter last month asking them whether the company adheres to the principles of free speech after more than 70% said no, he asked whether a new platform was needed and said he was giving a serious thought to starting his own. That sounds similar to Donald Trump, right. only it would actually work. Yeah, right. <laughs> Says Musk has been one of the biggest personalities on Twitter and has regular, regularly run into trouble on the platform. The Tesla chief executive officer is currently seeking to exit a 2018 deal with the U.S. Securities and Exchange, the C- SEC, that put controls in place related to his tweeting about the electric car maker. So we've talked about this before, but I I mean, we got to mention it again. The man has incredible amounts of power yeah. on social media. All he has to do is be like, you know, I'm thinking about uh, buying Dogecoin. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Dogecoin shoots through the right. roof. Yeah. And then he can go on like SNL and be like, eh, D- Dogecoin's a joke, a freaking <laughs> joke. Then the next day, Dogecoin's back through the floor. Right. And I think he does it kind of as a social experiment to yeah, kind of test so his too. power. Yeah. Well, the, the SEC kind of gets involved because he'll get out on Twitter and say something about Tesla and Tesla stocks go up. Well, that kind of right. is potentially a conflict of interest. But yeah. I don't understand what's the difference between that and going out and like advertising your well, your product. Yeah, right. It. it I agree. I agree. I mean, Coca-Cola comes out and be like, hey, we got a new product coming out. Maybe not Coca-Cola. Somebody good comes out and says, hey, we got this new thing coming out this week. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, ooh, sweet. And they go out and buy a bunch of stock. And then it's like. I I don't understand how how the SEC works, but I think it's a bunch of bullshit. You should be able to to, uh, talk up your own business on social media. That's what it's for. Exactly. I mean, we do it all the time. We don't see our stock go up, but uh, we do it all the time. But apparently, there's a. 2018 SEC complaint against him that he's trying to get out of at the moment. So mm. all that to say, he's been in heat with Twitter before. Okay. Says the announcement will be yet another major test for new Twitter CEO, Parag Agrawal, who replaced Jack Dorsey after his unexpected resign in November. I, I remember that. And I'm not a Farrakh fan. I didn't he, some of the, the no. stuff he kind of came out with. I didn't, really didn't care for. He might be closer to Hitler than Elon You're Musk. Right? Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I I don't you throw that term. I'm just saying, 
I'm not saying he is Hitler, but I'm saying he's, he's might be a step than. closer <laughs> than Elon Musk is. But remember, I kind of forgot about Jack Dorsey stepping down yeah. unexpectedly right. out of nowhere. It happened to be like the week that Ghislaine Maxwell went yes. to trial, too, yes. and everybody's like, oh, Ooh, what's going on right. here? Yeah. And he's just like, no, I'm just done. Yeah. And it's just like, but really, are you? <laughs> yeah, right, right. But what's the real? I mean, there's never like yeah. a straight answer anymore. No. Like we're always looking for that big, yeah, that big uh, hammer to drop. Is one. Yeah, anymore. Yeah, it yeah. seems like there is more than there isn't. So when somebody just all of a sudden who's been in this role, prominent role for so many years, just like I'm done. Yeah, it's just like, but why? Yeah, why are you done? <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, <laughs> what are we gonna find out down the road? That's probably what the Twitter board asked. They're like. Are we going to find something out yeah, here right. in like six months? That yeah. we're Are we going to be going through some serious press relations yeah. here in the next couple months? What did you do? He's like, no, guys, I'm just tired. Yeah. I just want to take a nap. But, but seriously, Jack. What did you do? Tell <laughs> us. Tell us now. We'll keep it between us. <laughs> yes. So it says that Parag guy vowed to increase accountability, make decisions faster, and improve product execution. The company set ambitious goals for growth, including increasing annual revenue to $7.5 billion and getting to 315 million daily users by the end of 2023. So this is all recapping. We don't have to read this whole article. But all that to say, two weeks ago, Musk bought a really big chunk of Twitter. Yeah. I mean, nine percent doesn't sound like a lot, but when no. it's a with stocks, it hundreds is. of billions of yeah. dollar company, yeah. that's that's pretty yeah. pretty big. Considering, we'll get into some of the numbers. Considering what some of the other people own, I think mm. Jack Dorsey only has like two and a half percent of the stocks. Right. Yeah, and he was he wasn't a founder, I don't think, was he? But he was no. He no. was brought in, and he was yeah. longtime CEO though. Yeah, he so um, he's got three times the amount. Four times the amount of stock mm-hmm. as Jack Dorsey. So that's pretty considerable, in my opinion. So <clears throat> all this immediate le- immediately led a bunch of people to say, oh, my God, he has too much power. How can one man have yeah. all this power? I, I mean, it was like immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was just like, how can, how can we expect one man to control so much? Doesn't yeah. he have enough? He's just another big... And then you got to stop and be like, Really? Really? Yeah. Do, yeah. You're you're concerned about that. Yeah. You're concerned about him owning too much stock with his nine percent. That's too yeah. much control. How much stock does uh, Zuckerberg own in Facebook? Would you say? Oh God, I I'd say he probably has twenty percent. It's sixteen percent. Last okay. I checked, sixteen right. percent, which is well over the eleven yeah. or nine percent that that he has. You don't ever hear, at least. Those people, right, right. those same people, being like, "Oh my God, Mark Zuckerberg owns too much yeah. of Facebook," and because he's their people. Yeah, right? he's their people, and they're, they'll be like, "Well, obviously, he founded it, but that yeah, right. doesn't make a difference." Still, major control yeah. over a major, um, like communications yeah. corporation, and he, they also own Instagram, and they—I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, oh, they're yeah. just blatantly creating, meta. A, it's yeah, meta. creating meta. a monopoly, right? <laughs> so I, it's just it. It cracks me up when when they go down there, yeah. and we're gonna get into that more. That whole um, should should he have this much power? Because I want to talk about later on some people that really have power, yeah. and it's not necessarily Elon Musk. And, so. and it's some nobody talks about. Yeah, I mean, you've probably heard of it, but it's yes. not it doesn't really hit the radars or anything like that. So I guess we'll fast forward to the middle of last week when. 
when he went full bore in on this yeah. and offered to buy Twitter. So so he went from 9% to saying, you know what? I want all of it. Yeah. <laughs> 9% is not enough. I, I, I want all I like of mine, Twitter. but, man, yours looks really good, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he gets in there. He's like, yeah, this is nice. Can I have that chair? And they're like, no, no, Elon, that's my chair. What would it take for me to get that chair? <laughs> well, if you, I mean, they're just joking around. Like, well, if you owned all of it, then you'd have all the chairs. He's like, you know, I really like that chair. <laughs> I'm going to buy it all. You got a deal. You got a deal. <laughs> so th this article is from Yahoo. It says, Elon Musk offers to pay Twitter $43 billion. That's significant. Well, I had thought that it was worth more like $100 billion for oh, whatever sure. reason. I'm like, that's not... They're going to laugh at that. But apparently that is well more right, than, than what, what it's, it's actually running at right now. Yeah. It says, Elon Musk now seeking to buy all outstanding shares of Twitter at a $43 billion valuation and take the social media giant private in an attempt to unlock its extraordinary potential. According to a filing with the SEC published Thursday, the billionaire Tesla CEO pegged as the world's richest man delivered a letter to Twitter on Wednesday proposing to acquire the company's remaining uh, shares at $54.20 apiece. That's well above the $45.86 price that it was sitting at on Wednesday when the company had a $36.7 billion market cap. So he's offering $54 billion for a $36 billion company. Mm. That's not not quite twice the amount. Right. It's like one and a half times as much as it's worth. And so, I mean, that's pretty serious there. Yeah. That's not like, you know, I'm just kind of flirting around this idea of buying. He's offering one and a half times the amount of, I'd say, probably the biggest social media platform yeah. at the time. Yeah. Says, I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be a platform for free speech around the globe. And I believe free speech is a societal imperative for a functioning democracy. Now, that's probably where he gets into like white supremacy and right. dictatorship there when he says horrible things like yeah. free speech is imperative for functioning democracy. Right. That's red flag immediately. It's like, whoa, dude. Yeah. Wasn't that in Mein Kampf? Yeah, I, I think uh, Hitler. Yelled yeah. at always. <laughs> Says, uh, goes on to say, Twitter's board said it would review Musk's proposal and promised a response that would be in the best interest of all Twitter stockholders. Right. I mean, if I'm a Twitter stockholder, yeah. let's say I've got $100,000 in Twitter stock, yeah. and somebody offers me uh, $180,000, yeah. I think I'd be like, sell Sell. I can just invest somewhere else. Right, yeah. I can invest an extra eighty thousand dollars in Facebook or something. Yeah. I just just freaking sell. Yeah. Do you really think they're looking at the best interest of all Twitter no. stockholders no. when he's not. offering time and a half? Yeah. Right. Especially as you see later where their actions take them for their their resolution on this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and yes. they're like, oh, this is for the good of all you. <laughs> And we're going to fuck you all over in the yeah, process. Right. Because so, we can't let anybody have that much power. Not not Elon Musk and not no. somebody on the outside. Right, and right, I think right. that's the whole thing. Yes. That's the thing with Elon Musk. He, yeah, he's billionaire status. He's yeah. up there tapping toes with uh, some yeah. of these elitists. But I don't think he's on in the yeah. in, inner circle. He, he, he wasn't invited to the party. No, or 
nor does he probably want to be in the yeah, party. Right. I think Donald Trump wasn't invited was invited to the party, but then he got kicked out of the party. Now yeah. he would love to be back in the party. I don't know if he would or not. You don't think so? I don't, I don't know. know. He's an opportunist. But, but he is, but I think he kind of liked being the uh, the black sheep. The anti. <laughs> yeah, because it got him a lot of attention, and now there are people that think he is the second coming. That is true. And That's he, fair. Lo- he loves that. He loves the cult following. He does. Says Musk takeover bid comes after he acquired a 9.1 stake in the company mid-March and agreed to join the company's board of directors, a plan he reversed in a matter of days last week. The billionaire has been an outspoken critic of Twitter, particularly its efforts to moderate content such as misinformation, moderate calls for violence, harassment, conspiracy theories about COVID, and the January 6th Capitol insurrection. He has joined a chorus of Republican politicians and activists in decrying penalties for those who break the platform's terms of service, criticism that has intensified since Twitter placed an indefinite ban on former President Donald Trump. I don't think he really was that outspoken no. during the Donald Trump time. I don't think so either. Like you said, I think it's been more recently since mm-hmm. like the Babylon Bee yeah. and just these unnecessary crackdowns. I'm yeah. sure he came out and said some stuff about it, but yeah. it, it wasn't I, I, like... I think ever since they went after uh, Rogan, he's been a little bit more vocal. That was probably... He probably just realized the writing on the wall yeah. after that, and he's just like, you know, we gotta do something about this shit. This is ridiculous. So, let me see. It goes on. I invested in Twitter... Uh, as I believe in its potential to be a platform for free speech around the globe, and I believe free speech is social imperative for functioning democracy. We said that. Yes. However, he goes on, since making my investment, I now realize the company will neither thrive nor serve this societal imperative in its current form. Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company. So he's like, I saw this potential, I invested, now... Once I get in the inner circles of it, I realize the way it stands, mm-hmm. it's not going to meet that potential yeah. at all. It's not going to be a platform of free speech at all. It's not they they don't yeah. want it. They're not going to go for it. Yeah. So as it stands, it's never going to get there. The only way is to make it a private company right. or burn the motherfucker down <laughs> or burn it to the ground. <laughs> and he does basically say burn it to the ground because he says if the deal doesn't work, Given that I don't have confidence in management, nor do I believe I can drive the necessary change in the public market, I would need to reconsider my position as a shareholder. I just talked about Mm -hmm. Musk's power in his social media posts when it comes to like driving stock prices. He just hinted at it there. If they don't take the deal, I'm pulling out, and everybody's going to be like, you know what, I'm going to pull out too. And it's going to go from, what, $47 a share down to what twenty dollars a share yeah. overnight when right. when Musk decides to pull out? So do you think their decisions are still in the best interest of all the Twitter shareholders? No. Do you think this is? Do you think he's serious? Do you think he really wants to buy it, or do you think he's uh, trying to drive prices? Do you think? I mean, there there's people out there that are like, well, he's just saying these things to make prices go up because he owns nine percent, so that's gonna yeah increase his I, no, market. No, I don't think so. I think he's serious. You think so? Do you think, well, I guess there's reason to say maybe he wanted to put that high of offer if he was serious. Maybe he just knew yeah. I, it was either all or nothing with this. Or, I, he, I don't sees, know. He may, or he sees the value in it and yeah. the potential in it and is like, yeah, I'll offer this because I know I can get it up to this. I'll recoup that right. in a year. 
I mean, that's possible. I, I just don't see him making that big of offer if he wasn't yeah. dead serious about right. it. Me too. If he was, um, if he was just wanting to uh, influence the markets, make people be like, "Oh, Elon Musk gonna buy. Yeah. Let's buy stock now." Yeah. Um. So when he buys, it doubles. How big of a schmuck would you look like if they're like, "Okay, sure," and he's like, "Up, oh, <laughs> just gotcha. kidding, gotcha." But if he was just trying to push those up, he'd be like, "You know what? It's worth forty-seven billion. I'll give you thirty billion yeah. for it." Right. Just give them an offer that obviously they can't accept that offer. Right. Yeah. But instead, he's giving them an offer that. A lot of the shareholders, especially the the lower ones, are probably oh, yeah. like, "That sounds really good." Right, right. That sounds like a really good deal. Yeah, you should. I'm gonna go buy Twitter stock, so then you can double my value overnight when you buy it. I yeah. mean, that it just sounds good to the people that own those stocks. Right. Yeah, because it's like I said, one and a half times what they have. Yeah, and it's not even worth that. So it it's. I mean, it seems like a no brain decision for yeah. a company but these people are terrified of it right why are they terrified of it i mean we're going to talk about that more right. but they're but, terrified of a change like a changing of hand of power right. of relinquishing and, that power and that's the thing it just it shows you that for a business it's not about the money right right yeah yeah, it's obviously, and that that seems to be. We've talked about this before. That seems to be going the way of corporations. They're less concerned. I mean, they're all concerned about money, but they're not concerned about making financially viable decisions. It's all about. It's more about the power than the money. In this case, it's not even the shareholders are just there to prop up the company. At this point, they don't care to make shareholders money except to keep the shareholders there to keep them in that position so they can continue to hold on to this power because when right. you get to a certain amount of money money doesn't matter anymore right. it's not it's not like once you get to 10 billion dollars 12 billion is really going to make right. that yeah. much of a difference i mean are you actually going to be able to spend any right. of that in your lifetime yeah, i was gonna say no it's it's buying power at that point yeah. so when when he offers them like Twice the money, those people at the top are like, well, we're already billionaires. We don't really care. Right. But if we sell, we don't have this control position right. that we've had. Yeah. And we're getting kickbacks from the government to regulate things. We're yeah. getting kickbacks from other corporations yep. to regulate things. We need to keep this the status quo so we maintain the power. Right. We can't have this guy coming and shaking shit up because he's a loose cannon. So moving on a little bit. Apparently... Apparently, Musk broke the law when he bought those initial shares. Did you see that part? I, I saw something about it, but I didn't see what the specific charges were. Well, it was an SEC lawsuit because <clears throat> apparently he didn't publicly disclose that he was buying all those shares until after the fact. And apparently, if you buy over 5%, you're supposed to publicly disclose because... Mm -hmm. Like we said, he has all this power. People see Elon Musk buying up. They'll start buying up and raise prices up. He didn't disclose, so that kept the prices lower for him to buy all 9%, and then he disclosed, and then prices shot up after he bought. And so the SEC is filing It sounds kind of rigged to me. I mean, It does. I, I, my thought was it's like you're pissed at him for using his influence to manipulate prices unless – it's manipulating prices to your benefit right. and not his. Right. Because he he shouldn't come out and say, you know, I'm thinking about buying this and drive prices of his own stock up. But he should yeah. 
drive prices of your stock up if he's thinking about buying. It's like they want yeah. They want that power when it benefits them. That but I don't know. It seems ass backwards to me. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So, but again, I don't understand all that shit. I don't invest, so Yeah. I I, I, I wish I did. Uh-huh. I wish I knew I, I wish I was financially literate enough that I could do investments. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yes, I would I would my dad does. My dad makes a lot of money investing. Really? I should ask him to give me a crash course. <laughs> you should. I just go to the casino and invest. Invest <laughs> on the blackjack table. I would do it works well. worse than that. <laughs> it works great. You see how I'm sitting now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making the big bucks. Um. Anyway, mm. I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> so, like I said, he delayed disclosing to buy at a lower price. And... I guess that's against the law. Yeah, what's going to happen? He's going to take a slap on the wrist for it, maybe. Right. I mean, yeah. is he going to lose a couple million dollars? Is does he care? Right. Yeah. When he probably gained, when that stock was shot up the next day, he probably gained a few billion dollars on mm-hmm. top of that. So do you think he actually cares about? Right. Eh, here's a few million dollars in SEC losses. Right, yeah. Probably, probably not too no. much. It's like an NFL player, you know, like wearing pink on his on his jersey you know for a friend or something yeah. like that you know and you'll get fined but it's like who cares yeah but i did what i wanted so yeah, exactly <laughs> oh yeah sure here's a couple here's ten thousand yeah yeah it's it's whatever i, I kicked a cameraman i lost ten thousand bucks yeah. i but it was fun kicking that cameraman <laughs> you think dennis rodman regrets kicking a cameraman no no he no. doesn't regret it no dennis rodman regrets nothing no he really same does with, not. same with elon musk he regrets nothing <laughs> So has Elon Musk ever had? Do you know of any like major scandals? And that's the other weird thing is yeah. usually these people at the top that are ruffling feathers, they have some right. serious scandals. Yeah. I mean, you got like, well, Tesla's work practices. They drive out unions. Yeah. They, even though I think the median salary was like sixty thousand dollars. It's still better than anything Amazon does. Yeah. Well, and he had said he's like, if we bring in uh, unions, you can kiss your. Right. Uh, your uh because all their uh that was the other thing all their employees have stock in tesla okay so and he told them he's like you bring in unions you could yeah. pretty much kiss the stock goodbye because it's going to be well, that's a smart way paying to do for it. it and they're like well you're just bullying them into not having it's just like but it, but they're getting a cut of the business yeah i would rather right? have a cut of a business than yeah. especially and, tesla yeah and he's giving them the option i mean that's they could still be like no we really want the unions in here to watch our best interest and the other okay the, yeah the other you one was detroit <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. How does that work out? Um, look at every other major automobile industry, right. like automobile corporation, compared to Tesla right now. Yes, they, they probably make more in sales because they're bigger companies, but as far as growth, none of them have seen major growth like no. te- Tesla has well, seen. And I've been watching the car market a lot this last year, and I mean... I mean, literally this year, mm-hmm. like last couple months, and I mean, it's it's nobody wants to build the new cars because of the shortage of chips, yeah, and they didn't sell a lot because of the pandemic. So I mean, you can't find it a used truck for less than thirty thousand yeah, dollars. It's insane, you know. It, it is. It's all the money's in used right now, except for for Tesla. Except Tesla, yes. Um, so uh, another thing they say is, well, during the pandemic. He cut salaries by like ten percent, but he also, they also saw like a major stock increase, so mm-hmm. they all still made quite a bit of money. Yeah, in that time, because Tesla was like one of the companies that actually and like made money during the pandemic. Right, and so I mean, 
you could say some shitty business practices. I don't necessarily see it. I yeah. think company survival is mm-hmm. a big thing. And yeah. you don't hear of uh, employees' complaints like you hear Amazon, right. like you hear yeah. a Walmart or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you might hear a one or two step out, stand out against him that wants a union or something. Oh. But you don't hear too many, oh, Tesla's this evil corporation. Right. Yeah, and and you didn't see massive layoffs. Right. Right? You didn't see Because he refused to shut down. Right, exactly. He opened the stores back up in California, and then when they kept pushing back, he's like, well, fuck it, we'll go to Texas. So what do you think his stockholders appreciate more? A move like that or a move like Amazon where it's like, well, we laid off... You know, two thousand workers. Today. Yeah. Well, Amazon you know? probably looked fantastic because everybody bought Amazon. So yeah. Amazon stock looked great. That's true. But but if you look at any other actual physical company right. like Tesla, it's a night and day difference. Um, people are losing their freaking minds. Yes. Like r- shit in their pants, scared. Yeah. Like Donald Trump just got elected president. Yeah, it's virtually the same. Yeah. They basically equate the well, basically if. Elon Musk buys Twitter. Donald Trump will get reelected because Elon Musk will reinstate Donald Trump onto Twitter, and then he will continue his I mean, life. Has he said that? Has he come out and be like, "I really want Donald Trump back"? No, but this is literally as far as this yeah, goes. I know that. I know. I mean, I have actually basically seen this progression of mind, yeah, like thinking. Well, obviously, he's talking about zero censorship. Well, that means it's going to bring Trump back, and. Trump is a liar, and then he's going to steal another election through Twitter, and the whole world's going to burn. And then- <laughs> Believe me, if Donald Trump wins anything, it's not because of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this one, this is from Fox News. It says, Twitter leftists lose it over Elon Musk offered to buy the social media giant. One say, the quote in the title is, I am frightened. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Max Boot said... For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. Well, before we get into this article, talk about that. <laughs> Please explain that That's to me. That's the most backwards Please. Please thinking thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, how can more moderation, more regulation of speech bring more democracy? When you think of all the countries in the world... The ones that you think of most content moderation, which which countries come to mind? Is it highly democratic states like the United States, like uh, I don't know, even Great Britain, or maybe kind of Great Britain, a little bit, there, but, but max content moderation. Yeah, what do you yeah, think of uh, Korea? Okay, um, North Korea, uh, China. Okay, China, China, uh, Russia, China. Uh, 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 Iran, Iran. Democracy, full-blown democracies, right? Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. I mean, they yes. have, right. in order for them to yes, be democratic, democracy thrives in these countries, You have right? to have more content moderation. So yeah. the more content moderation, the more democratic it would be. Therefore, the examples of, is that your phone? I'm not sure. Yes. That's somebody's phone. <laughs> Who's got their phone on? <laughs> um, in order for there to be more content moderation, there had would have to be more democracy. Therefore, right. North Korea is a shining classic example yeah. of democracy. Yes. Based on Max Boot. Yes. First of all, you have a stupid fucking name. <laughs> Second of all, you have stupid fucking opinions. Right. So <laughs> let's get into the meat of this article, I guess, because that is just like the subtitle of this article. 
Says Tesla CEO Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter Thursday, eliciting strong negative reactions from a certain segment of users of the social media giant, with some expressing fear about the impact his purchase could have on society, some threatening to leave the platform altogether. We have Ooh. heard this before. Yeah. Didn't it? Were there individuals that threatened to leave the country if Donald Trump became mm-hmm. president? Yes. Where are all those people? They never left the damn country. Says others calling on billionaires to be abolished. That's just jealousy, in my opinion. <laughs> no doubt. How is that even? I don't know. I hear that uh, all because the time. I swear for all the billionaires you don't like, yeah. you like all the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> you like all the one. We're going to talk about some of yes. the ones coming up here that nobody seems to really yeah. bat an eye at. So it says, "I made an offer." Musk announced on Twitter, including a link to his SEC filing. The offer came. Following days of speculation as to what action Musk was planning after news he had become Twitter's largest shareholder earlier the, this month with all the things we just talked about. So it says, I am frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. Uh, he seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less, says liberal columnist Max Boot. Uh, while venture capitalist Fred Wilson claimed Twitter was too important to be owned and controlled by a single person. <laughs> Again, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, right. He controlled Facebook yeah. for years before yeah. uh, make going public with it. Right. For years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody had a problem with that. Yeah, and it's only been, what, in the last 10 years it's been public? And uh, how, many, how many corporations way bigger then Twitter are owned by, like, a few handful right. of people. Yeah, right. This is just... And just to think that Twitter is that fucking important says a lot about you, too. It does. That Absolutely. D- we, we've talked before that we give social media way too much power. Yes. We give Twitter yes. way too much power to say... I mean, it, it's right in the same line of uh, these banks are making shitty financial decisions. They are too important to right. fail. To fail, so we have to bail them out with yeah. taxpayer money. We are now putting fucking Twitter in that same boat. Yeah. Twitter is too important. We must yeah. do something about this. We must take take some sort of uh, regulatory action against this because we can't lose Twitter. But doesn't that say something also about if someone is booted off Twitter? I mean, how how lethal that is, right? right? Isn't that like being exiled off the island, mm-hmm. basically? I mean, to have that much power, you're de- you're the gatekeeper to decide. Okay, who gets to exist in this universe? And, and the, the the funny thing is, they're talking about Elon Musk is too important. We can't put that that power you talk about in the hands of one person. But Elon Musk is over here saying, "I just want there to not be that at all." Yeah, right. Right. And he's the only one saying. I don't want any kind of regulation on the speech. And everybody's like, well, that's too much power, man. You can't have that kind of power. Yeah. So it's not like, well, we're putting all the censorship in the the domain, the, the grasp of one yeah. human. He doesn't want it. That's why he wants to buy it. Yeah. So to get right. rid of that. And people are like, well, we can't just let them be all willy-nilly and talking right. and shit. Yeah. I mean, people literally, I'm, I'm going to keep reading some of these comments. That's literally basically yeah. what they say. Well, this is going to be like the Wild West out there. We right. can't have that. Yeah. Says uh, this person, this is uh, MSNBC analyst Anand Gerderahadis, um, says Elon Musk is why to abolish billionaires. 
Asking them to chip in their fair share isn't enough. Regulating them isn't enough. When people are allowed to acquire this much concentrated influence, they will inevitably manspread. I didn't know what manspread is. Manspread. <laughs> that is man spreading <laughs> economic power is that when they're like sitting on the bus and they yes. talk about them like spreading their legs yeah taking up too much room so apparently this is like economic man spreading power <laughs> into every other form of wow. power wow wow I, man they're just they're making up so much shit just to yeah. like like when people like start to short short circuit because you have like completely derailed their thought and they just yeah. start just like it's like yeah. a child when you when you're trying to reason with a child and you're obviously being the reasonable one and they just start throwing well you're you're just a you're just a big dummy and they just say the most off the wall thing just yeah. because their brains can't process anything actual logical to say this yeah. these are fucking children that have nothing logical well they're just uh, manspreading on all the other powers now what are we gonna do when he manspreads all over the place yeah right <laughs> a number of users threatened to delete their Twitter accounts. Good, good. That's all I have to say to that. Yeah. Including the CEO of the Center for Employment Justice and former Democrat Congre congressional candidate Pam Keith, because everybody knows who those people right? are. Yeah. Oh, everybody. no. They're leaving? <laughs> she says, I love you all, but I am 100% out if Musk takes over Twitter. Okay. <laughs> good. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> good, good riddance. Right, exactly. <laughs> Former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, Richard Signorelli, claimed that Musk was getting on his nerves and implored, <laughs> implored Twitter's CEO, uh, Parag Agrawal, to reject the offer for the good of the long-term interest of Twitter and democracy. Wow. They this, like throwing I, that D word a lot. You're talking assistant attorney, U.S. attorney. Southern region of New York. But still, high up there in, like, political, yeah. like, court of law, claiming this is in the long-term interest of democracy by blocking okay. Elon Musk from buying Twitter. He's a person of government in the state of New York. Yes. He literally doesn't know what democracy means. Right? <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, mean, you're not allowed to have a big soda. I was going to say, they banned soda pop. <laughs> right? So I don't think these are people we really want to take social cues from on democracy. But don't you know extra-large sodas are a threat to long-term democracy as well? Of course they are. Liberal professor Jeff Jarvis wrote, Today on Twitter, this, this is a good one. You ready for this? I, I, when you said liberal professor, I'm like, okay, here we go. Today on Twitter feels like the last evening in a Ber Berlin nightclub at the twilight of the Weimar Germany. <laughs> you know, I got that feeling too, actually. Did you Did yes. you feel like yes. it was Weimar Germany yes. I, at that well, moment? Yes, at the nightclub in Berlin. You yes, know, it's I like, mean, it yes. felt just like that because Jeff Jarvis knew what that felt like. Yes. But everything, <laughs> obviously, relates back to Nazi Germany. Yes, of course. I, everything has to. Says Mark suggested in his SEC file, or Musk suggested in his SEC filing that if his offer is not accepted, he might sell his stake in the company, which some have suggested could lead to damaging effects on the share price. It absolutely yes. will do that. Yes. I suggested that, and I am not at all a market genius, right. as yes. I have claimed, not claimed. Where there's some other ones in here. There are some really good ones that. 
I, I, have we heard from anybody like like AOC or Elizabeth Warren or? I or have there been any Republicans that have been like, "Wow, this is a great move," you know, because they're like getting on the bandwagon? I I haven't heard uh, of any of them in a while. Um, I I did see no, there was a couple uh, on Twitter I saw that they were like, "Well, the best thing Musk is doing is at least he's showing who's for censorship and who's not." And I mean that's absolutely true. You yeah. got uh, that one dickhead saying, "Well, um, what what democracy needs is more censorship," and right. it's just like. Your your true colors come out when when people like this tra- right. threaten to shake it up, and then they're they're like, "Hey guys, we're gonna just um we're just gonna blanket allow anybody to say whatever we want," and everybody's like, "Well, you can't do that." Bullshit. You, do you know how dangerous that is <laughs> yeah. to democracy? Right. And that goes back to that Time article that we had read after uh, Trump's demise or whatever. Yes. That was like for the good of democracy, right. we yeah. had to influence like basically push our yes. influence and market this thing out exactly to the T yes. and plan this and war game it out because democracy is yeah. so uh it's brittle it's so like fragile that we single-handedly save democracy by basically yeah. fucking democracy yeah. in the don't ass. you love when people want to like save freedom by fucking it up i mean when they want it we need more control to save people's freedoms yes so curfews at nine only eat mealworm give us all the control and we will give you the we'll freedoms make sure you're that free you need. if yeah, you we'll, give us all your freedoms we will make sure we will that give you, you have those all freedoms. the freedoms you need we will give yes. them to you for it, your best interest that's yeah last i checked that's not freedom no and i don't that's I, like saying uh this is your free time in prison yeah it's like, hey guys, uh, you get an hour yeah, of free right, time, yeah. and everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's free time!" Yeah. But you're in freaking yeah. prison. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you get to go outside, and uh, you know, you, you talk to your friends. You kind of see the sun shine through that bar right, <laughs> right. there. If you, you hear the birds singing, uh, just yeah, um, they're not actually birds, but yeah. uh, uh, locusts are out there though. But right. it kind of sounds like birds. So it's it's just insane. Just the asinine response yeah. to this. Just uh, people. Like literally vomiting out of the mouth, yeah. like I said, having no concept yeah. of logic. And, well, people are buying it though. Like uh, they have, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. the MSNBC watchers. It's, oh yeah, will watch that and be like, you know what? They're right. Oh, absolutely. For more democracy, we need to regulate people like Trump, and oh, that's absolutely. that's their go-to yes. still. MSNBC's go-to is still Trump. So they will. That's why I said they will still use Elon Musk can't buy Twitter. Mm-hmm. Because Donald Trump will become president yeah. again. Do you want Donald Trump to become president again? Right. If not, don't let Elon Musk buy Twitter. And all the the people that eat that shit up oh, are yeah. like, oh my God, I would not want Donald Trump. Yeah. He cannot buy Twitter. Isn't that sad? I mean, that's all they got to say. It and is. It's like they've already they they've turned them. It doesn't matter that they're going to uh, you know limit your 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 TV time or your social media time or you can't say this word or this word. But oh my goodness! Don't let Donald Trump get back because that's a threat to <laughs> democracy as we know right? it. Oh gosh, <laughs> what do we live in? How did we get here? Like, how did this act? How did this happen? <laughs> We're gonna. It, have it's to... been a slow progression. I mean, it, it started. It just it's, it's like slippery boiling, slope. It's boiling a slippery the slope. frog slowly. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, th- that's what it is. We are a frog, and we're in boiling yeah. water and, right you know, now. And in, uh, now it's at the point where it's like we're dead. We have to regulate democracy. Yes, we have to um, censor your. We're not going to call it freedom of speech. We're gonna. I don't even think they use those terms. No, anymore. because that that's too dangerous of a term. I think it was. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think I have the article in front of me. The what the thing that uh, 
the new CEO. What was his name? Oh, uh, the Far- Farouk or something yeah, like that. I, <laughs> that not that name, <laughs> but close. <laughs> oh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, that guy had said that Twitter isn't about fr- First Amendment. Yeah, right. It, I remember that. Like. The First Amendment doesn't apply to Twitter. It's more about yeah. uh, regulating and having like a like a nice environment, like a happy, right. friendly environment or inclusive environment. All or inclusive environment. Yes. Yeah. So freedom of speech does not no. apply. First right. Amendment does not apply, and that's when yeah the red flags start going off. So he can say that, and people aren't like, "Oh, this guy's kind of out there when it comes to you know democracy." Right. But then Elon Musk like. Free speech for everyone. Everybody's like, he's a threat to democracy. It's so, it's, yeah. It's that backwards talk, that Orwellian backwards talk. Parag Agrawal. There you go. Yes. There you go. Yes. Not Farouk, but close. (laughs) Parag. We'll call him Parag. There you go. P. P money. P money. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I was saying, though, it's that Orwellian backwards think where they tell you one thing that means, that double speak thing is just like if you have too much free speech, it's detrimental to right. democracy. But to have more democracy, we need to regulate yeah. speech. And everybody's like, Yeah, that, that no, makes sense. That, yeah. that makes sense. No. As long as Donald yeah. Trump can't talk, that's good. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Because democracy is really about inclusivity, right? Yes. Is that that's what they're trying to say? Uh, yeah, obviously. I, I, I feel like, you know, it, it should be like in the uh, Princess Bride when the guy's like, I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was the first thing when I was reading all these quotes about democracy, that was the first thing that popped in my head. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Um so let's get into the poison pill that that Twitter's taking. Okay, I mean, are they calling it the poison pill? Because if they are, <laughs> it just shows should be a stupidity. red flag. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we're going to implement the poison pill. It's cyanide Wait, tooth. <laughs> yeah, you remember the uh, Heaven's Gate uh, with the Kool Aid? <laughs> yes, Jonestown. Ring a bell. <laughs> yeah, that's basically we're calling this the Jonestown Act. <laughs> so this says Elon Musk allegedly. Oh, that's that's the wrong one. Sorry. No. It's okay. Twitter gains as the board plots a defense strategy against Elon Musk. <laughs> Again, as soon as he bought the stocks, they were shitting their pants. Oh, like, hell yeah. What? Yeah. What? Who? That The guy that smoked pot on Joe Rogan? Yeah. We can't have that guy. <laughs> so this one is from well, didn't Economic somebody, Something, Economic did, Times. Didn't somebody um, just, didn't Vanguard just buy the, uh, like a yeah, larger share? Yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. know we are, but I just, I, I knew somebody else had just bought the bigger share from Musk. But guess who ha- hasn't freaked out? Right. Nobody. Yeah, right. Nobody's right. scared. Yeah. Musk they buys they nine- would if they knew who Vanguard was. Yes, and we're going to get into that, definitely. <laughs> yes. But Musk buys 9%. Ah, democracy. Right. Vanguard, which we're going to talk about. Who which owns a, the world. Which is a lot scarier, trust me. A lot me. scarier. Yes. Buys 10, 10.3%, and everybody's like, well, thank God it's not Musk anymore. Right, yeah. yeah. Thank God it's not that guy. Isn't because, that some shit? Right. Right? <laughs> Without knowing who even Vanguard is. They're yeah. like, but at it's least not Musk. It's, not, it's the same with Trump. It's like, yeah. at oh, least yeah. it's not any yeah. anybody but Trump. Anybody but Musk. Um, it says... Twitter shares gain on Monday after the social media company launched a poison pill defense to thwart an unsolicited bid by Elon Musk to take the company private at 54.20 a share. 
A securities filing on Monday confirmed the defense strategy Twitter outlined last week, which would allow the company to issue... All right, here you go. You ready for this? Yes. So it's sitting at $47 a share. So this poison pill allows the company to issue new stock to all shareholders except for Musk that they could buy at a discounted price. So they're watering down their own shares. Yeah. Making their shares worth less. How is that com- legal? How does that not raise a flag with the I SEC? No. You're- I don't know how. I cannot wrap my brain around how this is, in the, A, in the best interest of the shareholders, right. B, freaking legal in any way, shape, or yeah. form, because that all that's going to do is make more people buy stock, right. and then do you put it back at its current value and then say, oh, our company's right. worth so much more, even though they bought it at right. $25 and it's really worth $37, but yeah. now they own all these stocks. So what is it worth then? Is yeah. it worth the $37 or is it worth the tw- Does somebody know anything about the stock market? How does this work? Drop yeah. something in the comments because we're not smart at this. <laughs> no. But it, it seems... Pretty it, shady as well. Fuck. It does, and it does, and it's called a poison pill, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. But again, it's like okay, they're they're so uptight about well, you have to announce before you buy a large, larger than five percent share, so that people are able to acclimate and and you know adjust stock prices and whatever all this. But you can water down your old stock, sell it off, let a bunch of other people buy it, and then jack it back up. And that's fine. Yeah. We're good with that. Yeah, you can do all kinds of shit. You can do so much here. As long as it's not Musk. Right. <laughs> well, it says it imposes a significant penalty on any person or entity that would acquire more than 15% of the company without board approval, according to the filing. Musk currently owns just over 9% of the shares. So if he gets over 15%, then he gets right. all these massive penalties and stuff. So, But... but he can get a partner in this. He could buy fourteen point nine. That person could buy fourteen point nine. We're sitting at roughly thirty percent right. now, and that's pretty pretty well, controlling. And I, I, I've I've heard. I saw an article, and I couldn't find it before we got out here. Is that yes? He is looking to do that. Yeah, he was looking at some. There's a guy that sits on the board. He was looking to partner yeah. with that guy to do a hostile takeover. <laughs> it says the board adopted the rights agreement to protect stockholders from coercive shit. From coercive or otherwise fair, unfair takeover tactics. What is coercive or unfair by offering more fucking yeah. money? Right. That's like me going to, I don't know, buy a boat, and he's offering it at 500 and I say, no, I'm going to give you 1000 Yeah. Should I be arrested for unfair, coercive right. tactics there? Right. Or do I just seem like a freaking moron for paying more than he asked? Right. Says the stock rose 3.8%. To 46.78 at 1 p.m. So after they made this announcement, their stock raised, and they're like, ooh. But but nobody raised red flags about that because yeah. they made that announcement and went up. But if Musk makes an announcement and it goes up, oh, SEC, get them involved. Yeah. Twitter is using the poison pill defense in order to buy time to come up with a plan that would be in the best interest of its shareholders, according to a person familiar with the company. The shares are gaining amid speculation that Twitter will strike a deal that is more palatable to shareholders. I think in the end, if he wants to continue to pursue this, he's going to end up offering them something that they cannot freaking turn down and still claim to be working in the best interest of the shareholders. Because what if he comes in at, I don't know, $60 a share, $65 a share, which is like over double what it's worth? And you you turn that down. Are you telling me that the shareholders are going to be like, 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for having our best interest. When we could have went from $10, billion, $10 million to $20 million overnight, right. thank you for having our best interest, though. Right. It makes no sense. And the funny thing is, according to Musk, at least, once Jack Dorsey leaves, like I said, he has like 2.5%. Once he leaves, the board basically has no percentage of the stock. They have such a minor amount of stock right. in it. Besides, well, he's not on the board, but the board themselves acting in the best interests of the shareholders, making all these decisions, doesn't really affect them because they don't really own that right. much stock in it. So it's yeah. I, it's just a power thing. It is. It is. It says, Musk, for his part, has said that any rejection of his bid valuing Twitter at $43 billion would cause him to reevaluate his stake. Over the weekend, Musk said that economic interests of Twitter's board aren't aligned with the shareholders. As we see here, he was responding to a tweet about board members' stock holdings, saying that with the impending departure of Jack Dorsey, this is what I was talking about, the board collectively owns almost no shares. In a tweet on Monday, Musk, who is also CEO of Tesla, said if Twitter, if his Twitter bid succeeds, board members would not be given a salary. I'm sure they love that. Which is basically... Well, yeah. They haven't bought much stock. They're just sitting there making a fat fucking right. salary. Yeah. Can say whatever they want. Oh, this is in the best interest of you. Yeah. It's not affecting us because we're right. still getting our fat salary. Right. Um, but the way Tesla's run is he doesn't take a salary. Right. He yeah. takes a percentage because of his stock. Because he stocks. said he wouldn't be either. He yeah. said, I won't be taking a, a um, any salary either. If so I sit that, on the board. That'll save $3 million a year yeah, for you. Yeah, so basically if he takes over, if those guys do stay on the board that haven't felt the need to invest a single dime back into the company, they're not going to make a damn thing because right. they don't have any stock in the company to, yeah. to make, and they're not going to make a salary. So yeah. um, what, so, <laughs> so far, poison pill, what do you think? How does this work? Well, I mean, again, it, it's, it's liquefying their stock you know, to keep Musk out or to find Musk um, from trying to take majority shares. So it's... Mm -hmm. I, I, it's going to water down the stock, but like you said, I think then they will have the ability to to boost it back up. So it's a temporary fix, mm -hmm. but it's just trying to poison the water so that he doesn't try to drink out of it. So. Basically. Um, just goes on to talk about other options he could do, it, like uh, um, launch a, a proxy contest, it says, where he'd ask shareholders to withhold votes because the directors stand, are up for vote next year. Mm -hmm. So he could push it, like, get shareholders on his side to vote against them, then they lose position anyway. And right. so... He's a smart guy. I mean, he he's, he's not a, done by any means. No, he's not. And if they... I mean, one way or another, they lose power. Either A, they make a bunch of money, or B, they just yeah. get shown the door next year. So, right. um, again, I think if he's really serious about this, he'll give them an offer that they can't sanely... Right turned down without the entirety of shareholders right. voting them out next next year because they're like, you just lost us fucking millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. M billions of dollars. Yeah. So I don't know. Where's it go? Do you think do you think it do you think he succeeds? Do you think they, they cave? Do you I, think they just keep pushing until I, the whole thing implodes? I think that he is at the point now where He's going to cut off his nose to spite the face. <laughs> Musk they, is? Yeah. I, I think they've gotten them to the point where they, they've, uh, you know, if they would have just left well enough alone, I think he would have been all right. 
Yeah. Right. But they, I think because they're going to these lengths, I think he, I think he's committed and he's like, you know what? <laughs> I, I've gone this far. I've gone this far. Let's fucking push it all the way. <laughs> let's keep going. Right? Let's see. Let's see how far. Let's play chicken with this. Yeah, let's exactly. See how far yeah. they go because right. I'm the richest man in the world. I mean, he's offering 40 some billion dollars. Yeah. He's only worth what? Like 110 billion dollars yeah, right. only. But still, <laughs> that's like half of his net er- right. net worth. Yeah. Just to buy Twitter, something yeah. that he really doesn't even right. seem like it would be something that would interest yeah. him in running right. or owning. Yeah. He just wants to shake things up. Right. And he's uh, putting that kind of commitment, like half of his net worth or a third yeah. of his net worth on the line here. I mean, that's a make-or-break situation for Absolutely. a person. So right. you'd have to be committed yeah. to put up that kind of yeah. and like said, interest. He, uh, again, I, I think that... Especially with the, you know, they're trying to they're trying to poison the water and all this. Uh-huh. Again, I I think he's gonna call their bluff. I think yeah. he's gonna push it all the way he can. I hope he does. I hope he does. I too. hope he finds a partner that's like, you know what? I'll buy fourteen point yeah. nine too. Yeah. Or finds three partners. We'll all right. buy fourteen point nine. Wouldn't that be shit if uh, Trump comes in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy the big share of yeah. Twitter. <laughs> Let's do it together, Elon. At that point, you'd probably be like, you know what? No, I'm done. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't. No, I, I didn't. No, I wasn't no. looking. For I this. didn't sign up for this. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like me and you are buddies. <laughs> we go way, way back. Me back to our days in on the beach of South Africa. And he's like, what "The fuck are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? You've never been to South Africa." <laughs> I put the b- b- most beautiful hotel in Saf- South Africa. <laughs> I don't know. It's about time for a break. On that note. <laughs> on that note. On that note. When we break out the Trump impressions, it's time for a break. Yes. <laughs> we do have some interesting stuff to talk about coming up. The people that I think are really the most threatened by this, and those are the people that just want to run the whole fucking world in yeah. the first place. So if somebody's sitting over here thinking that Elon Musk is a big threat to democracy, wait till you hear about these people that own significant stock in Vanguard and everything else in the world. And that's going to be primarily yeah. the Vanguard group, but there's a couple other that get Black mentioned Rock in there too. And yeah, there, there's quite a few, and it's like it's about to get scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's some crazy shit. So we're gonna go to break, and then we'll come back and talk about that. We're gonna take five, five or six, maybe six and a half minutes. Wow, you went big. I was gonna say four, four, four or five. And you held up two fingers. I did because I'm confused. I'm on vacation. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. 
Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. back bill i don't know what happened i think you're leaning more to the side it's this comfy chair I can't yeah there it. you go that is a comfy chair comfier looking than the one you used to have the, the steel uh, wrestling yeah. chair <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> why have we not smashed your steel chair in wrestling style over each other yet i think we need to do bonus content <laughs> we do we'll do break the bells uh pro wrestling backyard wrestling Yes. <laughs> Did you ever watch uh, Workaholics? Uh-uh. Yeah, I've heard uh, you talk about you it You should definitely watch that. It's about these, like, stoner guys that work in an office, like, cubicle setting. Mm -hmm. And they always do stupid shit. And all they put on their own, like, like front yard, like, pro wrestling thing. And it, it was great. Ben mm -hmm. Stiller was in that one. He was their okay. landlord. Oh, okay. And I'm going to spoil it because you should have watched it by now. So. All right. Fair enough. Well, he ends up, like, coming in and, like, like tell them that they can't be there. They can't do this, or they're getting kicked out. So they end up, they're like, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. And they start doing it, and Ben Stiller shows up, and they get into, like, arguing, and then they, they like, start beating up. Ben Stiller, like, punches one of them in the face, and then it ends up all being just an act that oh. nobody knew that Ben Stiller was in on the whole thing. Mm. But it just made the whole thing great. That's so. funny. So, I don't know why we're talking about that, but metal chairs. <laughs> yes. It's actually right there. Yes, it's right here. Yes. <laughs> you didn't keep it close just in <laughs> Exactly. Case. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I keep a gun on my belt. You keep a metal chair beside you. <laughs> so, we're still talking about Elon Musk. I got to kill this because I want to play you this reaction from M MSNBC host, what's her name? Katie Tour. This is what she had to say about the Elon Musk takeover. You ready for this? Please, yes. This is this is great. You sure you're ready? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. But it, it's so tricky, Kara, because it, there are sure. real and devastating consequences for using that platform to lie. Mm -hmm. And we've seen it. We've seen it yes. happen. I, I wonder... You know, when talking about this, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. Oh, Elon Musk wants to yeah, buy it. But sure. there are massive life and globe altering, altering consequences for just letting people mm -hmm. run wild on the thing. Massive, Massive. life-altering and global consequencing consequences for letting people run wild on the thing. Yes, yes. Basically what I was saying, we can't just let this be the Wild West right. where people yeah. just are saying whatever the fuck they want. They like to throw that out there. And, and pe people lie. Yeah. Do, do we just allow people to sit oh, there yeah. and lie? Free of consequences for Free lying. Of con yeah, just lying without yeah. fear of repercussion. Yeah. What do we do in real life? Right. Like, how many people, like, walk up to you on the street and blatantly lie? Right. What do you do? I mean, what do you do? What are the global consequences <laughs> of that? Like, how? Well, I, I'm sure on the other side of the world, like, 100 butterflies die. It's probably true. 
I mean, how many times have you had that crazy come up to you on the streets or something? At least a couple times in your life. That's just like, oh, the the world's ending, and yeah, the, you right. know, the, yeah. you know, the crazy oh, street gosh. corner yes, guys. Yes, yes, and 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 you and I in particular, we we have people in our life that are um, very religious and very. Um, um, how do you what what is it? They they quote revelations a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. And, like and doom and gloom type. Yes. Shit. And if you've listened to them, you would thought in the last five years Jesus would have been riding up through the sky on a horse by now. Last five years. I mean, last. I mean, they've been saying this is the second oh, coming. Yes. Every, I mean, look yeah. at what was it back in the '60s? They had the um, what was that? You've been left behind song. Remember the hippie song? Right. Yeah. 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 Right. And everybody thought it then during the Jesus movement. Yeah. And then there was the left. Don't forget the Left Behind series with right. uh, uh, what's his name, Kurt My, Cameron. Yeah, Mike Mikey Seaver from Growing Pains. Oh, I didn't know he was on that. <laughs> oh, that, that's what I knew him from. Uh, before he oh, went full yeah, board. Oh, I did know. I did know yeah, that. Yeah. I, I didn't know what his name yeah. was. So, but yeah, Kurt Cameron, Left Behind. I mean, yeah. everything is yeah. the end of the world. Right. Twenty twelve, um, day after tomorrow. I mean, you know. Yeah. Why didn't we censor the Mayans on Twitter? Right. For twenty twelve. Really? Exactly. How do we let them just get away with yeah. such blatant misinformation? Yeah. Like the Mayan calendar was. Yeah. In twenty twelve, it's just like people have been lying since long before well, Twitter existed. So how is this such a detrimental right. detriment to humanity as right. we know it by allowing people to just talk freely and and. How many press or uh, how many politicians are on Twitter, and how many of them have been lying since they've been on Twitter? Right, and world's still here, you know. Well, here's here's the response to like detrimental lies that like affect yeah. like your well being. Sure, there's this thing called like civil court. Right, there's uh. Uh, what what's it called? Where you defamation, write? defamation of character, or what's the writing one? Uh, libel. Yeah. So slander. So there's slander. There's libel. There's defamation. All these things. Yeah. If something was seriously detrimental that yeah. is being said on Twitter, you can sue them the same right. fucking way. People do it all the time. Yeah. Elon Musk was sued for calling for saying something. I can't remember. Somebody sued him. Yeah. I'm, for defamation you know. on Twitter. For okay. defamation on Twitter. So if there is an instance where somebody is getting out of hand in what they're saying. There are court procedures for this, not corporations that say, yeah, we're just going to make sure you don't ever say that again. It, I mean, there's legal ramifications yeah. for that. It's been how it's been for centuries. Yeah. But now, for some reason, that's detrimental to society. We can't just let people say shit. I yeah. mean, we. what, what did, exactly did she say? I can't remember what her exact words were. Wild West. Altering, altering consequences for just letting people mm -hmm. run wild on the thing. Globe altering. Global. Life yes. and global yes. altering consequences. Uh, of the, the millions of tweets that are on there every day, right? How many of them do you think are lies? I mean, definitely bad opinions. How many Instagram pictures are fucking lies? Right. Yeah. Yes. How many uh, profile pictures are lies? Yeah. How many family status updates are lies? Yeah. Right? Vacation updates are yeah. lies. It, I mean, happy family here. But it's de it's detrimental to <laughs> right. glo it's globe global yeah. altering social media is a lie, right? The whole thing is a fucking lie. Yeah. Anybody who who swears by it gets their information from it. 
I mean, without backing stuff up, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, if if you are duped by social media because that's all you get your information from, that's on you. Yes. That it shouldn't be regulated by somebody. No. You're an idiot. Sorry. So Move on. Former former uh President Clinton's labor secretary said that censorship is necessary to protect democracy too. He also oh, said really? that. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's the company tagline. It is. Um, maybe that's the same guy. I don't know, but everybody's saying that. It's just like, what the? What is everybody so afraid of? Yeah. With this, besides obviously global-altering consequences, what's Trump everybody becoming president again? Right? <laughs> <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly. So, uh, like I said, Zuckerberg owns sixteen percent yeah. of Facebook. Nobody bats an eye. Yeah. Nobody bats an eye saying, "Well, he has way too much power. What if this gets out of hand?" Well, no, because Zuckerberg's willing to. Censor. Right. Yeah. He he's, plays ball. he's got his fact ball. checkers. Yes, exactly. So and, and she was talking about the fact checkers. She's like, what, are we gonna get rid of all the fact the like the bots? She's like, right. How does that work? Then it's just like the Wild West out there. Everybody's right. ma- shooting their mouths off again. Yeah. We, we do you remember the the great Wild West of social media circa right. twenty sixteen? Yeah. Do you remember how rough it's that was? Crazy. I mean it's just crazy yeah. time to live Whole in. Whole families, boom. <laughs> Yes. So <clears throat> here's why Elon Musk is such a threat to them. This is one of the reasons why. Besides power, this is the big reason here. And I sent you this article. I'm like, yeah, it's good. This all makes sense. This yeah. is 100%. Everything we talk about, this is it right here. And Elon Musk is a threat to that. This article from Fee Stories, it's an op-ed, but it says um, Elon Musk is a threat to the current thing monoculture and i never heard that that no. phrase before but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. it says understanding the unhinged response to must bid to buy twitter i i think unhinged is the most accurate description of yeah. the response to him buying twitter yeah. a completely unhinged and unrational uh it says elon musk offered to buy twitter we talked about that it says jeff jarvis a journalism pro- professor at the city of at the City University of New York, compared the bid to the rise of the Nazis. That was that one oh, that yeah. I read. In Beirut, slow dancing at the club. Uh, the Berlin nightclub, Not yeah. Right. Uh, the Weimar Germany nightclub. Yes, beautiful. It says, Jarvis is but one voice in a rising of chorus of lamentation and outrage over the prospect of Twitter getting a makeover by Musk. The tech billionaire has criticized Twitter for its censorship and has expressed his intention to restore it as a public square for open debate. That's threat, obviously. Right. You don't want open debate. Imagine the the life-altering consequences to that. It says the idea is mortifying for some, but why? The answer can be found in a recent variant of the NPC meme. Do you know what the NPC meme is? The non-player character? yeah. These guys right here? Yeah. This is the newest meme. I support the current thing. And it has like, uh, let's see. Let's see which ones it has. Is it going to show me? It's taking forever to load. Yeah, it's going to Twitter. Maybe we'll yeah. come back to it. All right. Anyway, it's just <clears throat> like, you know, the I support such right, and yeah. such. Yeah, I support France. I support yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, it, it's just that meme, that non player character, yeah. which is just like nobody in a video game, pretty much. Um, virtue of sig- signaling with their, their mm-hmm. I support whatever they tell me to support memes. Still not there. So, so I say fuck it. Anyway, moving on. It says the current thing is the mandatory 
preoccupation of decent people at any given moment handed down by the government and the corporate establishment, especially its media wing. Everyone is obliged to publicly express only the orthodox perspective on the current thing. The current thing is always a crisis, a desperate time that calls for desperate measures, up to and including censorship. Conformity with the current thing orthodoxy is mandatory. We need to start the current thing orthodox church. That'd be great. I mean, we'd probably be billionaires if we did. So uh, it says, conformity with the current thing orthodoxy is mandatory and heresy cannot be tolerated. Tolerated, such as COVID or Ukraine misinformation. As Glenn Greenwald wrote on Substack, a series of ostensible crises, such as Russiagate, the January 6th riot, the COVID pandemic, and now the Ukraine war, have in rapid succession convinced not just liberals, but increasingly large numbers of Westerners in many ideological camps not only to tolerate, but to crave state corporate censorship. That is why... Uh, Some are so aghast at the prospect of Musk making Twitter a haven for dissent. A big, vibrant public square on the Internet would pose an existential threat to the precious current thing, monoculture. Trending public concerns are a natural part of culture. So um, something being like a trending concern, that that forms naturally, like everybody jumping on the, the current, like, a concern. It says, mm-hmm. but a, a culture becomes tyrannical when it, it brooks no dissent on the issues, and when those trends, instead of emerging organically from the people, are steered and enforced by the government and a government corp- corrupted elite. Does that sound familiar to, at all? Yes. So, if it occurs naturally where everybody's like, oh, that's a shitty thing, we should talk out against that, right. that's fine. But that you're always going to have people that are like, no, that's kind of stupid. Right. But it becomes a problem when they say, you can't say this is stupid because this is the thing we're supposed to be in support right. of right now. Right. And it's even worse when it's not something that everybody just collectively, organically says, this is the thing we're talking about. But instead, the government through the media says, this is the thing they need to be upset about. And you see that all the time in media yeah. when you see posts like uh, such and such group was up in arms over whatever and if you actually talk to somebody from that group of people they're like what are you talking right. about right or or eventually down the road though if they keep starbucks repeating that, christmas cups exactly starbucks christmas exactly. cups eventually down the fucking road you get to the point where that those people realize well i'm supposed to be offended by this so i i guess we're outraged by this they they tell you what to be outraged about it's kind of like trends yeah like when a marketing firm or like a clothing company comes out with a commercial that's like the new trend for 2023 is this. It's like how the fuck do you know what a new trend is? Right. Yeah. No, you're you're telling somebody what yeah. everybody else is going to see the same ad and be like, "Oh, all my friends are uh, they said it's the new trend, so right. I got to go out." And everybody saw that same commercial and thought, "My friends are all wearing this cuz it's obviously the new trend, even though it's not fucking 2023 right. yet." Yeah. So how can you predict what a trend is going to be? Right. They don't predict them. They manipulate trends right. and get people to go wear those fashions. Yeah, it's the same with these. Uh, what did what did I call them? Uh, the the monoculture, the uh, the the thi- <laughs> the current I, thing. The there, current you thing. Yeah, there you That's go. That's what these current things are. It's just like yeah, you're outraged by this. Right. It's like actually I'm not, but 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 you should be. And if you should not be, because everybody else is outraged. Right. Else is outraged, and you're like, well, I feel like I got to be outraged right. about this too, or I I I gotta feel 
the whole um what was the line they gave about like the masks and stuff during we're all all in this together right, 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 you know right. that whole yeah. bullshit right, where yeah. we weren't all in this together at all because people started right. um, questioning things yeah and then same same thing yeah. here all those examples that guy gave we have talked openly about being kind of the same right. trend thing they they got going on. I mean, like, isn't it isn't it all just like kind of a little like secret salute to each other? Mm-hmm. Be like, you know, I support this, I support this too. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even a secret salute right. anymore. I mean, you yeah. could literally hold up a Nazi salute and say Russiagate was bad, and everybody's like, yeah, you know, you're right. Or hold up a Nazi salute and say we all need to get vaccinated, and everybody's like, we all need to get vaccinated. Nobody's right. Yeah, right. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, and the one person who doesn't is all of a sudden... A Nazi, obviously. Yes. It, you're holding up the Nazi salute saying everybody will get vaccinated, Yeah, but the person that disagrees is clearly the Nazi, the Nazi in right. this situation. says, <clears throat> that is why some are so aghast at the prospect of Musk uh, making Twitter a haven for dissent. Okay, we, we talked about this. says, um, however, Musk... However, Musk's bid plays out, and whether or not he proves true to his professional or professed intentions, his brave stand against the current thing, Inquisitors, should be a model to us all. So, if nothing else plays out, if nothing else, if it doesn't work out for him, the fact that he's standing against this right. says everything about him, in my opinion. Right. The fact that he is willing to stand against the grain right. when there's a, everybody saying, no, we got to be this or that, right. or uh, this is the current thing we're in. He's like, well, we should be able to listen to those people too, though. Right. And well, now the current thing is Musk is a Nazi, obviously. Right. I mean, they're, yeah, right. They're, yeah. they're basically proving what this article says yeah. by doing that exact same thing. Like, well, Musk and Trump, you know, right. Musk supported Trump at one point, and uh, Trump and Musk and Trump right. Twitter and Trump on Twitter and Trump, Trump president, President Trump right, ad. Right. Yeah. It's the. Freaking current thing. And the current thing mentality just explains the last four years, five years, since Trump was elected. Right? It's exactly what it is. But it's it's groupthink, and it is directed to a specific crisis to eat up our attention in a certain way and to direct us to a specific Mm. response. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. It's like... Um, it's like you 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 damn well better think the way we're thinking because right. they have to control not only control that narrative because you got the narrative completely under control, but not only you control the narrative, you control the response that people have towards the narrative. Yeah. You control like the the mental psyche of people in their response to the narrative because. Even though we didn't agree with the mask up stuff, how many times did you almost feel that like dirty shame for walking into a store? Like you, you felt that yeah, right. like people were gonna look at you bad yeah. or something. Like maybe I'm doing something wrong. Oh shit, right. I forgot my mask. I right. somebody's gonna yell at me. Right. I mean, it yeah, it alters your psyche. It's right. not just yeah. it's not just Oh, we, we're doing this. I mean, yeah, we we pushed back a, against it and still altered your way of right. thinking. Absolutely, yeah. Regardless of if you agreed with it or not, and that's that's they want control of the narrative, the mm-hmm. response, and just overall everything. Just and they yeah. they can do it by directing your focus 
so perfectly on this one one thing, whether it's January 6th, that went on for a month or so. Yeah. COVID-19, that went on for years. Uh, Russiagate went on for four or five years. Ukraine, Ukraine war yeah. is going on right now. And if you talk out against Ukraine, yeah. then you're a Russian sympathizer right. and potentially a Nazi. Right. And this one stopped short of saying they use the phrase Nazi right. yeah. <laughs> in all of these instances yeah. to to gain your, your yes. response. Oh, but we're saying it. <laughs> yes, but we're saying it. Yeah. So what did you think of this one? I sent you this one. Yeah. Like, no, I thought this was really good. And it's a like short, said, brief read. but It is, but it, again, it explains exactly where we're at with it all. You think it's all intentional? No, absolutely. You think it's like, like, what do you think the agenda is of this uh, current thing, culture, mindset? Well, I, I really think that they're trying to get you thinking in a way of like... um like some kind of like uh, social justice credits, right? Whereas, you know, if you don't, right, then they, they want the, the culture to, to kind of pressure you, bully you into thinking a certain way or thinking you have to, at least mm -hmm. playing the part, right? Because you don't want to be judged. Like like I said with the mask. Right, exactly, exactly. But now it's it's social media, right? Well, how come you you're not in support of Ukraine? Oh, I am. I just didn't. I just didn't post anything. Why didn't you put a little halo thing right, around yeah, your head? Right. Don't saying. Why don't you have a Ukraine flag on yeah, your profile? Because if you don't have something, then people are going to think you're you're for Putin. Then. Yeah, it's like are are you a Putin right. supporter? You're Russian sympathizer. Yeah. You better put a freaking Ukraine flag on there. Right. How many people even knew on a map where Ukraine was right. yeah. before they started putting that Ukraine yeah. flag on? Their profile. How right. how many of them knew what the Ukraine flag even looked like? Right. Yeah. I know I didn't know I, no, what I the didn't Ukraine either. flag looked like until this. And now every up. time I see someone color something blue and yellow, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, there you go. I thought it was the St. Louis Rams or the <laughs> yeah, right. L.A. Rams before, yeah. but that shows my age. I just it really does. I know. Wow. Well, you're a Cardinals fan, so that's, I can see. Yes, I'll true. give you that. I'll All give right. you that one. Fair enough. Um, but no, and then, but I think it, it's all this. Maybe since COVID has been building up to to like you say, kind of direct groupthink. I think COVID was a social experiment. Oh, I think it was down. too. And yes, and I was going to say that. I think that it was a, a psychological experiment to kind of get people into think. And I think they're they're moving towards this this social credit system, mm -hmm. where and and the big one. I mean, um, the big one, as we know, is going to be or is environmental. Right. It's yeah. global warming. It's climate change. Right. That's the big one that they're all directing towards. So, you know, you drive the big SOV, SOV, SUV, you know, and, and you're going to get looks. Right. Well, if I drive a 94 Chevy pickup. Well, you're going to get looks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got looks from that one guy that worked at the theater that was. like, Oh, I know. He's it's driving his, his Prius, Prius around. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you drive that thing around for? I'm like. A because it's a truck and yeah. it's awesome, and B because I own it outright. And how much you paying on that? He's like, no, you got a point there. Yeah, <laughs> so. right, exactly. But you know, and then it's gonna be, oh, you don't have a, you don't have an electric car. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so that that's, I feel like because China already does the social justice credit system. Oh yeah, and and, and that's where I think they're trying to direct things here. They have those things where they'll flash you up oh, on yeah. a billboard. If you're jaywalking, if you're jaywalking, then yeah. like to like publicly shame you, yeah. and that's yeah, they want that. Yeah, they want. Like, China is the perfect model. Like, people always like, oh, China is this, or yeah. China is the big... But no, um, 
all these elitists that want to control everything, China is the model. That's yeah. why, like, the WEF, we talk about how they are, like, looking to China and, like, yeah. praising China and lifting up China and stuff yeah. more and more now. They are the model yeah. for social yeah. control. What, I'm sure the way they're thinking, what what's happening in Shanghai right now is inspired for them. It's inspired. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine how... How quickly we could have got rid oh, of yeah. COVID. If we if, just locked people down for two weeks yeah, and you let know. them starve. Yeah, exactly. I mean, A, we fix COVID. B, this whole overpopulation thing we got going right. on. It's Another interesting thing I have di- didn't even have in my notes here. Another interesting thing that Musk claims that goes against the main narrative is he came out with this like four or five, or it was like a list of three the most detrimental things to humanity right now. And number one was too low of birth rates. Hmm. Yeah. So he's completely against the, hey, the world has too much population. We need to do... He says, we're not producing enough to sustain humanity. Like, our birth rate is much lower than our death rate right now, and it's going to get to a tipping point where we... It's going to be like endangered species where the... Yes, there are more, but they're not producing at a fast enough rate to continue to populate that. So um, that's completely against that whole, like, agenda, world global agenda of, oh, we just need to, if we just vaccinate people, we could cut population by 10, 15% as uh, a dumbass, what's his name, Microsoft guy, Bill uh, Gates Gates, says. So that's completely against the grain. Joseph says, old musky versus the narrative. I still have respect for the guy for selling all his mansions and occasionally stirring the proverbial pot. I think he stirs the pot a lot. He does. He does. He does. And then, what else did Joe... I got another one, but it's not showing it to me. Weird. Yeah, hang on. Hang on, I'm trying to read your other one. It says, however, his ties with Chinese business leaders do merit some extra scrutiny. But who doesn't have ties with Chinese business people? It's true. I I didn't even get into that part. Yeah. I'm talking mostly just Twitter tonight. Yeah. Like I didn't dig too much into Musk, but I did think the the birth rate comment was very interesting. It is, yeah, because you don't hear any of them right. saying that. Because what's the uh, who's that secret organization we talked about? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> A couple months ago, that uh, was uh, derived by Rockefeller, and they were all based around the whole concept of overpopulation and global yeah, warming. Yeah, I can't remember the name. We'll have to go back and listen to our own episode. Yeah, go right. back and listen to that episode <laughs> and let us know what we were talking about on that episode. <laughs> we talk about secret government organizations all the on time. On accident, most of the time. Yes. Um, but they had that, didn't they have, like, the Junior League that had yes, all those big, yeah, right. like... I think Ivanka Trump. Ivanka Trump was in it. Uh, Trudeau. Yeah. J- Justin Trudeau. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, those those people. Yeah. Anyway, we got a little more to talk about. We kept alluding to the Vanguard group because, as you mentioned, this article states, um, as of four days ago, Elon Musk is no longer the largest shareholder because mm-hmm. Vanguard, in response, bought up 10.3%. Interesting. And he's like, I'll see your 9.1 and I'll raise it to 10.3. So this one says, after having picked up 9.2% stake in Twitter, um, Elon Musk became the microblogging site's largest stakeholder. But that's not the case now as funds held by the Vanguard Group have taken a 10.3% holding in Twitter. How many people, like I said, are outraged, are as equally outraged about that? 
Yeah. None. You see, none. Uh, Musk takes up 9.1, and everybody's like, oh, nobody should have that much power. And then Vanguard, Vanguard, yeah. who has so much power in oh. all of everything. Yeah. You, you want to talk about evil organizations. Right. Do you have a list of the companies and stuff they all have stock I, in? I don't. I did, but yeah. I, I forgot to pull it up. But, but I, it I, was, know, I know that... <laughs> That that secret organization we talked about, as well as people on the NED, all serve. Oh, and the Council of Foreign Relations, all, all have served on the board or have affiliation with Vanguard. Of course, obviously. It says, um, according to the most recent publicly available filings with the U.S. SEC, uh, Vanguard now owns 82.4 million shares of Twitter, or 10.3% of the firm. The Wall Street Journal reports that Vanguard's holdings are now worth $3.78 billion based on Twitter's stock. Um, says the journal said Vanguard isn't making a directional bet on Twitter. So so they, they don't want to like direct it at all. It says the majority of its assets are in index and other so-called passive funds. The firm often sides with the management on voting issues and doesn't advocate for changes like a hedge fund or activist investor might. So business as usual for them. Right. They basically, basically Twitter went to Vanguard and was like, you can't allow this to fucking yeah. happen. And they know that Vanguard's going to keep business as usual yep. because it That's goes so do. well in their fucking favor. Exactly. Why would they make these changes that they're like, yeah, yeah. no problem. We'll slap a couple more yeah. billion dollars on it to, to outbid Elon Musk. So, so obviously that's not as big of a deal because they're not looking to make any serious changes. Right. And they it's not one individual. It's a group. Yeah, and they uh, they side with the management who right. has the best interest of the right. stakeholders, of as, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So, so who's Vanguard, Bill? Vanguard is a um, corporation of corporations mm-hmm. <laughs> that... They like it's like to, a super corporation. They're, yeah, they're a super corporation, and they own a lot of shit in the world, mm-hmm. and t- including again, they have stake in Council of Foreign Relations, who help direct our foreign policy. Yes, and um, they are really big into ESG currently, which it, is which is in this article here, yes. which is like green type shit. Yes, isn't green it? type shit to the and they they will infiltrate other companies' boards so that they can have them vote. In favor of these. Yes, in favor of these things. So I got this article specifically here that talks about not only Vanguard, but a couple other mega corporations yes. that are like Vanguard. That Yes, and, and these mega corporations are just, what the power that they have is just insane. When you think, when you hear people say Elon Musk buying Twitter is a threat to our democracy, this article here specifically states these corporations are the biggest threat yeah. to democracy. You want to talk oligarchies? Yeah, yeah, 100%. <clears throat> Fact check this podcast. Hey, what's going on, Justin? He was on our show last yeah. weekend. He says, the problem is the average idiot has no clue who Vanguard is. We agree, Justin. That's We're going we're gonna to mention a little bit about it and talk very, very little, but hopefully get to something. Hang on, I'm trying to see your other posts. There's something in my way here that won't let me read the last post. Oh, Joseph Rath says BlackRock. We're going to talk about BlackRock yes, too. It's that's the it's, other big it's, one. It's all in this article. You guys are getting ahead of me. I know. That's whoa, okay. Whoa, whoa. I, I like it though. I like it. Let me pull up this article before we get ahead of ourselves. So this is from 
riabiz.com, and it's talking about Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street, and others. It says, suddenly Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street not only have the assets, but the power of ESG mandates, which make them a growing threat to shareholder democracy, critics say. A handful of supercharged fund managers, there you go, they're supercharged. Oh, I like that, yeah. Corporations. Okay. Uh, control $34 trillion of assets in most of the ESG inflows, inflows, giving them carte blanche to shape corporate policy. The embrace of ESG, which is, it says down here somewhere what ESG is, um, environmental, social, and governance, fil- like, policy. All like the Green New Deal type policy. All the, uh, what was the the other one? The social uh, spending bill that yeah, he did. Yep. All, all that kind of stuff. Those yeah. all fall under like ESG. Yeah. So it says the embrace of ESG by an ETF power block of BlackRock, Vanguard Group, Fidelity Investment, Capital Group, and State Street may augur a dark future where they hold the power to sway shareholder votes, according to RIA's fund tracker, hedge funds, and ESG advocates alike. <clears throat> the rising chorus of critics say the lead exchange-traded fund produce, producers from Boston, New York, Philly, and L.A. pose a rising threat to shareholder democracy, albeit because the power has been thrust upon them. Investors and advisors have not only funneled their assets to the ETF elite— for the past decade, but also made them all-powerful by giving them carte blanche to deploy the environmental, social, and governance filters that would freeze out scores of companies. So it, it sounds like they're putting a lot of these ESG policies in place to mm. kind of push out the smaller competition right. that couldn't afford to make those changes right. and, and yeah. things. Says, but now American investors need to be careful about what they ask for, says Vince Dillard, global macro scientist or strategist at New York City brokerage Stonex. It doesn't matter whether it's Vanguard, BlackRock, Fidelity, or the California Public Employees Retirement System. If two or three investors control 20 to 40 percent of the vote of every U.S. company, shareholder democracy will not work as intended. Every. That's not just like. Yeah. Right. All the big ones. Talking like 9% of Twitter is is a big deal for Elon Musk. You're talking 20 to 40% of every yeah. business in America, every corporation in yeah. America that they would that they are working their way to possess that amount mm-hmm. of power. It says between them, the big fund the big five managed 27 point. Seven trillion in client assets globally and administer over 34 trillion. In U.S. equities alone, the group manages 15 trillion or 61% of all assets held in U.S. equity funds. Damn. According to Morningstar Direct. Talks about kingmakers. Indeed, one veteran Morningstar voice is troubled by the potential implication of placing so much power in the hands of so few, warning that. Their growing stranglehold on the U.S. equity funds will hand them a de facto veto on all major corporate decisions by 2040. So these, like, five, six companies Mm -hmm. could have power over every corporate decision within the next 18 years. By 2040, would have enough power, enough control, that they could persuade, they could sway any vote in any corporation for any policy. And you think that they... Their big thing is wanting to give shareholders money? I no. Mean, 
No. It, Fuck no. Yeah, it has nothing to do with money when you're talking about those kind of numbers. Again, it's about power and control. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. It's like they talk like, well, we, we don't want Musk in that spot because how can we allow one person to have right. so much fucking control over, over so much? Yeah. But instead, we're going to allow Vanguard, who potentially could be one of five to control everything yeah. within the next decade. Yeah. Everything. So and this is globally. Yeah. This so, isn't just America. This is globally. Right. Says they truly would then they truly would be kingmakers unless a proposal is so widely unpro- unpopular as not to attract even fifteen percent from the remaining shareholders, they could ensure the initi- the initiative passes. So anything they want, right. unless less than fifteen, because if they hold that kind of power, they'd have to have at least fifteen percent, which right. is very small right. on yeah. their side. It would have to be so outlandish that yeah. they couldn't even pull in fifteen percent right. more. Otherwise, they pass whatever the fuck they want yeah. at any board, yeah. at any corporation, well, anywhere. And, and that's that's the thing is that they they they're in the these corporations for the the stockholder or the um, votes and and they vote on things that the normal stockholder just thinks is just oh it's just um it's just procedural mm-hmm. so I don't need to I don't need to be involved with it. Right. And they get in there and they control the vote because they they do just, care. Yeah, they just bulldoze. Yeah, right they through bulldoze it. right through, and the normal stockholder, they're just gone for the ride. And again, it's not about making you money; it's about making them power. So this says uh, this person who is concerned says what triggered the alarm was Vanguard, BlackRock, and SSGA's early June decision to combine forces to topple a quarter of the Exxon Mobil board. The trio acted in support of a bid by a tiny activist ETF vendor, Engine Number One to stack the oil giant's board with pro-ESG candidates. So these Jeez. people ba- yeah. got the... They teamed up to they take out up. Exxon. Yeah, they took out the entire board, a quarter of the board, which yeah. is enough to yeah. really make a huge fucking difference. Yeah. Says the ETF group surely had positive motives because it's an environmental-friendly group, so right. obviously oh, they had positive motives. How can you hate that? Well, even this is saying this. I mean, this is necessarily a bad thing because it's pushing through like environmentally friendly things. But the implications of people having this much fucking power right. over the entire yeah. country right. is it's the problem. A, it's a double edged sword. Yeah, and this actually talks about oh, double edged right. sword. That's I'm pretty where sure I get the term from probably <laughs> says much of the ESG movement opposes fossil fuel companies that seek to maximize profits based on selling polluting products to consumers who pump tons of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. This topic wasn't on my radar when the biggest fund manager endorsed the status quo. I paid greater attention after the ExxonMobil vote. Says the issue for me isn't how the big three voted, but my belated realization of what power they now possess. Um, that's no outlier. It says BlackRock voted against 255 board directors at companies including Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway and oil and gas firm ExxonMobil in the year, in that year to June 30th because they failed to act on climate issues. This is more than four times the 55 executives it takes to reject the year before. Talks about the double-edged sword too, like you said. Mm. Said ESG advocates are also wary of what power of big asset managers. They see it as a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's great when it's working right. to their advantage. Right, exactly. It's like politics. It's great when your politician's on your side, but yeah. what happens when he turns? Right. It's great having the Patriot Act in, in installed when it's your guy in the office. Yeah, but right. when, when they're coming after you, then, yeah. then now it's a problem. 
says, I personally don't want BlackRock, Vanguard, and SSGA to be the ultimate arbitrators of proxy proposals because I simply don't trust them or their motives. And that's a big thing. They don't give a fuck about the green oh, yeah, no. environment. Or they would have been doing something. They would take their trillions of yeah. dollars and just throw yeah. money at it and fix it themselves. Right. No, they want to put these um, policies on these smaller companies, like like I said, to push them out of yeah. business. Because, yes, it's going to hurt some of their big corporations. Yeah. They have finances that they're financing but they'll they'll survive but the smaller companies won't survive it they'll get pushed out and what the ones that get pushed out guess what the big corporations like vanguard are just going to buy them all up and Mm -hmm. just own more market share Mm -hmm. just like we saw with with COVID 19 yeah like how much of the market share consolidated into big corporations Mm -hmm. during COVID 19 because the small businesses started leaving the big corporations would buy up the business on pennies to the dollar right. and just consolidate the market shares. Yeah. Says worst case scenario is that the big three suddenly turn their back on any sort of positive ESG voting. That's not worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is they decide we fucking run the world. We do whatever we want. Yep. They're lo- even this article here is looking so small, like small time and th- their thought process here. It's like, well, it's worked for us now, but what if they decide they don't want to do this and then we go back to pumping right. oil again? No, that's not the worst case scenario. The worst can- case scenario is like, hey, we we hold all the cards here. Do what the fuck we say. Yeah. We don't we don't care about green agenda. We just use that to platform off and take all the control. Yeah. Says overall, Vanguard manages 7.9 trillion globally. BlackRock 9.5 trillion. SSGA 3.9 and Capital Group 2.3. Uh, Fidelity administers 10.4 trillion and manages 4.1. That is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. In U.S. equity funds, I, I'm not going to get into all these numbers, but anyway, it says inevitable outcome is the rise of corporate control of millions of proxy votes on behalf of investors in pursuit of their own agendas was inevitable, according to Josh Levin, co-founder of now J.P. Morgan-owned direct indexer Open Invest. The problem is not passive managers, active managers, or consumers. The problem is a paper-based legacy system that favored corporatism. The system was already heavily consolidated in favor of corporate managers, and it is largely paid for by corporations. All right, so this just keeps going and going yeah, and going. Right. But you get the gist here. Yeah. Very few people have a lot of power, and these people are the ones buying up the power of, like, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Guess who owns major stock in Facebook? Mm-hmm. Vanguard and BlackRock both yeah. own are, like, the—aside from Mark Zuckerberg, the next highest is Vanguard. Mm-hmm. The third highest is BlackRock. Yeah. So I, I just don't understand how they <clears throat> even— throw such a bitch fit about musk Mm. except for it's specifically to keep these power players in power and get them more power and point steer the populace to think that musk is the bad guy in all of this but you know again like fact check said a lot of people don't know who these people are you know they don't have a twitter page they don't have social media page so they don't know anything about them, mm-hmm. right? They see, oh, well, Vanguard's the new head. Okay, well, that can't be all bad, right? Because that's a at corporation. Least not, at least not Elon Musk. It's not Elon Musk. Yes. It's, it's a group of people, so they can keep each other accountable, right? 
Joseph says Blackstone, which is Black's, BlackRock's real estate arm, went from owning almost no commercial real estate in the Twin Cities area in 2019 to being the number one owner in 2021. Commercial real estate is not cheap. So Blackstone, which, I mean, I've looked into both of these. Mm -hmm. Blackstone technically is not a branch of BlackRock. They started the same, but they had to go their separate ways to avoid antitrust things, but sure. basically they're the same right. thing. But yes, um, they, they're the ones that were... Remember I, I told you about the guys that were like taking a tour of... Uh, a trailer park, and they were basically saying, "We we own these people. What are they right. going to do? Fucking move? Well, we have their house here. Right. I mean, we can we can charge them whatever we want for rental fee for lot fees because most of the majority of them aren't going to be able to just uproot their house and yeah. leave. They're either stuck here or they leave, and we now possess their house. Right. And it's right. just that those shitty types of people that are the ones that are controlling literally everything now. Mm -hmm. But Elon Musk is." clearly the problem in all right, of this right absolutely because elon musk is uh, a nazi who wants free speech and we can't protect yeah. democracy with uncensored speech right so this last one thing i have here before we get out of here this was just a quote i can't even remember what article but i screenshotted it and sent it to you it talks about the same things it just a little bit more clear says corporations such as BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street wield enormous influence in the formation of corporate policy and governance via their funds' ownership of vast amounts of common stock, all of which they can vote at corporate shareholder meetings. When one adds to this the revolving door between federal regulatory agencies and corporate boards and management, which is the things what you were, were talking, talking about, about right? them going from Vanguard into mm -hmm. like NED, NED or the into like Council the, Foreign Affairs, yeah, I'm sure CIA, SEC, <laughs> I'm sure they jump right into right. that, oh, absolutely, into um, all these thing groups that actually regulate the things they do and tell mm -hmm. them no, you can't do that. They yeah. go and sit on the board of that, and they're like, eh, now we can. <laughs> they're good people. Yeah. We we know them. Yeah, and then from there they just go back onto the boards mm -hmm. and just in and out. Yeah, says when one adds this. Uh, to this, the revolving door between federal regulatory agencies and corporate boards and management, regulatory capture and powerful financial and information ties or informal ties between politicians and Wall Street, one can only conclude that the neo-Hamiltonian -Ham political economy is well entrenched. What's neo-Hamiltonian? You're the history say, guy. Well, I would guess they're basing off of like a... Alexander Hamilton and his like centralized banking. Oh, okay. Was that him that kind of pushed that? Yeah. I, you're the history buff here. That's why I keep yeah. you around. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's the regulating door or the revolving door. On top of that, a lot of these mega corporations have stock in their buddies, mega corporations, and vice versa. They right. have stock in their own, yeah. in each other's. They sit on the boards. Of each other's yeah. corporation, so it's just this. It's a mega corporation, yeah, and and, and they're all interlinked with yeah. and intertwined with each other, and like, they team up when they need to. Like I said, BlackRock is not Blackstone, yeah. but technically they are. They are, yeah. All of them are are all each other, and, and all they want is to control everything. Yeah. And if they can keep us looking at the Elon Musk, well, yeah, or the what was that that phrase that they said the oh, monoculture, the current, the current thing. Oh, sure. They keep us looking at the current thing instead of looking at what they're doing yeah. over here. And that's what I was going to say about the current thing. It's like 
it's all just illusion or just mm-hmm. a like a, a veil right. to just keep us looking at this yeah. unimportant, insignificant thing, but making it this huge, right. major fucking deal. Yeah. So then in the background, they're just like making these shady deals. Yeah, they're no just rotating in and out. Yeah, and they're making these policy changes yeah. that affect us, but we don't notice because we're looking at this and, thing. And let's face it. Chances are <laughs> Vanguard, BlackRock, um, whoever has major stock in every media corporation there is, so they're not going to report on anything, right? Exactly. So, yeah, when you own the uh, the communication lines, you own the production lines, you own, <laughs> I don't know, you name it, they yeah. own it. They own stock in it. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at Vanguard's holdings, and it's like McDonald's, Coca-Cola, yeah. Viacom. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, want to know who runs the world? These are the people that fucking run the world. Yeah. Not Elon Musk, even no. though he's the richest man in the world. Yeah. I don't even think he wants to own the world. No. So, back to Elon Musk. Yes. Is he is he out to drain the swamp of Twitter? <laughs> like what what what's his ultimate goal? Do you think this bigger picture is like his end game or do you think it's just I just want to shake up this one one thing? No, I I think that uh, he, obviously he's a businessman, right? So, I mean, yeah, I think he wants to level the playing field, but I think he thinks he can make it make money off of it. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing it. So, but I, I do think that he 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 saw he saw a bully, mm-hmm. right, with the Babylon Bee and Twitter, and he's like, you know what? Let's shake things up. And I think they're making a, such a big deal out of this that he's like, okay, well, let's let's finish it out let's see where it goes it's interesting to me because people like us when we see the media just go nuts over something like this like oh my god this is yeah it makes us really like question it yeah why why is everybody collectively so against this Right. right now yeah but that's obviously not the general mentality i would like to think like are are we fucked up like why are we, why is there like a small group, which happens to be obviously people that listen to the show yeah. or podcasts in general, yeah, because it's the alternate media, alternative media source, alternative news sources. Yeah. Why is it some of us have that, are missing whatever that is that just like jumps onto yeah. that narrative and yeah. immediately we're just like, what the hell is going on here? And everybody's yeah. like, else just like, well, burn them at the stake. It's just like, Right. What the fuck are you all talking about? Right. Like how like yeah. to me it's just common sense when you see right. collectively all the media like that I think for the most part 80% of the United States would say the media is not so trustworthy right. anymore. Yeah. However, we still right. jump on these freaking trends with yeah. them. We jump on the the COVID trend. We jump on the January 6th trend even though at the same time we're saying you can't trust the media, right. but we're just falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, right. like what is it that that makes that that drives that yeah. that whole freaking current thing yeah. mentality? I, yeah, I just laziness. Um, you know, just uh, trust in the institutions too much. You know, again, if it was Trump and the Republicans, they wouldn't trust anything. Did we not take enough fluoride when we were younger? <laughs> like that might be, man. I didn't trust that shit. <laughs> I didn't either. It tastes like shit too. It did. It really did. That's about all the time we have. What, like, how do we wrap this up? Where does this go? Does Elon buy Twitter? Do you think? 
No. You don't think it goes there? I don't think he will. Does Twitter burn itself to the ground? I bet you they do. Do you think Twitter's going to be the Titanic and just... It, it will, but it'll come back. It won't be as strong. It won't be as influential, but it'll come back. But no, no Elon Musk-driven, privately-owned Twitter. No. I don't think they'll allow it. Like, you no. had sent me something right before that said, like, the SEC and government was yeah. filing right. things to prevent Musk yeah. from buying right. Twitter. That's how... When the, the government finds this so detrimentally dangerous, you should start to question, this is probably a good thing. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least better thing. Yeah. If they and the media collectively are coming out and saying how horrible this is for your democracy, yeah, it's probably better for your democracy. Absolutely. That's that's the buzzword I'm looking for now is whenever someone says, well, this is horrible for democracy. I'm like, well, we need it then. Yeah, we need that right there. <laughs> Let's do that because yeah. obviously democracy means the opposite of right. what we think right. it means. Yeah, here. exactly. What we want it to mean, apparently the mainstream thinks democracy is completely something different. Now, They've redefined it. I do. However, I do feel like if Musk does not get Twitter, he is going to make it his mission in life to continually to troll everybody he oh, can. He will and until it burns to the ground. It will. And, and he'll uh, he'll find other projects, other other uh windmills wills to go fight. Oh yeah. You know, and you know, it'll um so it you know, they I think they're galvanizing him. He's not the hero this. we want. He's no. the hero we need. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> Did you know um <laughs> Tony Stark was based loosely around Elon Musk, apparently. No, I didn't know that. Like, well, uh, it may be modern day for the well, movies. Well, I'm talking, uh, yeah. yeah, Robert Downey right. Jr.'s Tony Stark. Yeah, I was going to say, the 60s one was based on, uh, who is the aviator? Um, Howard, uh, oh gosh. Um, I can't remember his, his name, but he was the, the aviator. Howard, um, I, I don't remember. Look him up. Famous 60s um, aviator, scientist, engineer, and then he went crazy and, and oh. locked himself in. Yeah, I'm not sure. It doesn't, it doesn't ring a bell to me, but Elon Musk is the basis of Robert Downey yes. Jr.'s uh, I, I see Man. that. I see that. And he yeah. was very libertarian. Apparently he was on Iron Man too. I didn't realize that. Was he? That's what I had read. Well, he might have been when he was in France. Maybe he was like, you know, like a cameo, like... Hi there, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elon Musk. <laughs> that, that's his only line. Yeah, right. Hughes is what Howard Hughes. Yes, back check you. this podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Justin, you should be on this show too because <laughs> you're doing better than us right now. <laughs> that is all the time we have. I I think I do think that Musk does shit sell his nine point one percent and then come out and be like on Twitter. He's like, eh, I'm thinking I'm just gonna yeah. sell off because they're. Twitter stocks are worthless right now, and then everybody's gonna like lose their minds and dump stock in Twitter. Yeah, whether Twitter completely fails, I I doubt it because, like I said, it's yeah. obviously too important to fail, right. too big to right. fail. They won't let it. The government will prop it yeah. up completely. Yeah. it'll be a completely government owned. Right. It won't be a publicly traded. It'll yeah. be a government owned organization. Yeah, and then then all this bullshit Would was for it nothing. Surprise you if it came out that? Go ahead and read that. It's, uh, Justin says, getting the fact checks right is what I do best. Yes, that's Very why nice. we need to keep you around. Would it surprise you at all that it turned out that uh, Vanguard, BlackRock, whatever else, were actually some kind of NGOs that they had set up? Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah, I'm almost positive yeah. they are, to be honest. So, no, it wouldn't surprise me in <laughs> any way. Uh, that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, we started out with Elon Musk. This is actually how we did this show was exactly how I was reading into it. It's like, yeah, 
do a lighthearted show on Elon yeah. Musk and all this bullshit surrounding it. And then I got into like, oh, Vanguard just bought who? All right, let let's do some digging yeah. on Vanguard. I'd kind of known a little. Yeah. I am one of those idiots that. I mean, I've heard of them. Yeah, I've heard that they're powerful, but once we started well, like reading some, yeah. of this, it's like, and when I was oh, fuck, we were looking at that one organization that gave a list of members, and I'm like, oh, I wonder who these people are, and I'd start clicking on them, and I'd see Vanguard, Vanguard, Vanguard Van- board, Black Vanguard board, Vanguard, yeah. B- yeah, Black, and be like, well, what the hell's Vanguard? Yeah, you know, yeah. So we're not supposed to know, no, because no. they're the quiet leaders of the world. Right? So we'll get out of here for this week. Make sure you stop by next week for. The same show. Yes. And we will have a weekend wrap-up this time. We will. We, I forgot to announce. Yeah. We didn't have a weekend wrap-up because it was Easter. You probably were all busy doing Easter stuff anyway. Uh-huh. I forgot to make that announcement last week, but that's why we didn't have it, because we were doing family stuff. We were. And so next week we will have a weekend wrap-up, which is inevitably where we wrap up the week and let you know of all the bullshit that's going on during the week. Otherwise, we'll be back here, same place, same time, same channel, uh, next Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Invite your friends, invite your family, because we always have some something interesting to dig into, something to stretch our brains out with, and I, I think we did a good job of that this yeah, week. So, I think so. Have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Peace. The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.